Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to Radio Tech Podcast, episode one twenty one. Boy, we're getting close to that one fifty mark. Mm-hmm. It's been a it's been a long journey. Um, coming on three years here. It's pretty exciting. Um, just got the alert last week that we did hit the top two fifty again on Apple. I think go. I think we got up to one fifteen. And I think is now it we're just like, wrestling or is it sports? Just wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's wrestling for Apple. So that's pretty exciting. So thank you all so much for the support and 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 letting us even be ranked in there i think like the bump for wb is like 97 and oh, we were like wow. we were like less than 15 away from them Ooh. it's even bigger when you consider that there are approximately 3.7 billion wrestling podcasts yeah yeah so oh, there's so many so we want to thank you guys for the support and listening there's, to there's us a and, slight echo yeah it might be picking up on the on our guest and it's we'll amazing it's amazing my fault might be. i have uh oh geez I have echo cancellation turned on on my end. Who knows? We'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Kinda, yeah, I, I have it turned off. I think. Do you want me to turn it back on? Uh, yeah, turn it back on. See what happens. Um, but we want to thank our sponsor, Abaddon Tattoo Studio, unique professional experience, nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania, uh, and in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. They mm-hmm. provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed, professional, and sterile environment. Um, also. We want to thank our supporters over on Patreon. We have a one dollar or five dollar if you if you subscribe. Unless like I, I don't want to be concrete saying that we're gonna read everyone's name who subscribes because like what if something happens one day where like ten thousand people subscribe in one day and then we're like <laughs> there's an hour podcast. Yeah, there's an hour podcast of it just reading off our names. J uh, <laughs> yeah. So as we're as we're here at this lower level, uh, we want to thank our people. Tommy B, a tree of life medical visual sh- metaphysical shop, Hyrus in other words. Jay and Austin Blackwell, thank you for your support Jay and helping Mysterio. us grow. Jay oh, Mysterio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for your support. If you want to support us, it's there. Um, also, check out our link trees below. You can uh, donate that way, or you can grab some merch. We just got a brand new logo that hit, and it's doing pretty well. It's, yeah, it's actually right behind us. The banner's not here yet, so the banner will be here very soon. But the new logo is actually... Um, Adina Steele and yep. Kit Raff mm-hmm. are our, our, our featured people on the po- on the logo, which is really exciting. Um, eventually, they're going to be selling that T-shirt as well. Oh wow, I gave, nice! I gave them the logo, yeah, so they can make because it's their oh, likeness. Yeah, you know, if if they can sell a couple bucks and make some money, yeah, go for it. And then it gets our name out there too, so yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, we have the T Public, which is going to be more your T-shirts, hat, uh, T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, <clears throat> there's pins, cups. But then if you run more merchandise that's not available on Teespring, our Tee Public, go to Teespring. That has like le- leggings, jogging pants, yoga mats, blankets. Um, the pint glasses are really nice there, fanny packs, mm. there's all that fun stuff. And then the big cartel, it's only uh, two style of hats, but one logo, not the logo you normally see, just the, the word logo. And we have trucker hats and dad hats. So Ooh, if you want to buy a hat, you have that as well. But that's all we got uh, housekeeping-wise at our end. We want to thank Kyle for coming and hanging out with us. He is from the Ape, uh, the Apron Bump podcast, and that is the hardest podcast in the, yeah, the, hardest, the, hardest, yes. the hardest part of the podcast. The hardest the part of the, of the podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I was going to name it originally the hardest part of the ring podcast, but there already <laughs> is one. There oh, already really? One. Then I thought about, hey, maybe I could do the hardest pod of the ring, but I thought that was too, like, that was yeah. too smart. But, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. My, how's my volume doing? I know it was kind of shaky jumping earlier. around a little bit. Your volume's oh, jumping around a little bit. Do you want the volume jumping around or echo? Volume jumping around. I mean, echo. We'll <laughs> deal with the echo. Yeah, but thank you for having me. Unless you have to kick me for this volume thing. No, no, you're good. We'll we'll we'll, we'll work through it. Listen, I listen to Renee Paquette's podcast, and she's still figuring shit out. She, she has a lot more people listening than we do. Um, 
we're still having we're not we're not Renee levels yet on Apple, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, it is a fantastic show. But uh, you got to I, I I pretty much go and I try to find every podcast I can on Twitter just to kind of follow and see their content, and help share and help grow. Um, I came across your stuff. And uh, you also listened back and listened and said you enjoyed what you heard, which is always great to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get, you, you guys, am I sounding okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Before I put you guys over. All right. Yeah. No, I was, I was listening to you guys, and you guys definitely do. Uh, you have a unique take, and you have um, unique content that you talk about. Because everybody's talking about you know, Raw, AEW, and all that shit. But you guys uh, talk about indie, independent stuff, a lot of which I wasn't familiar with, but it was interesting to kind of learn about new people. And that's kind of along the lines of what I do too. So yeah. Oh, Evan. Yeah. So where, um, what are some of your independent uh, promotions in your area that you like to go check out? Man. So Norfolk, Virginia, not a lot of independent wrestling around here. Um, you know, there's, there's might be some like, yeah, you'd have to go to like Baltimore or uh, North Carolina, maybe. Oh, wow. um, unfortunately, not a lot, you know, super close to me, but um, I catch any shows that come into town when they do. Usually we actually got Dynamite coming for the first time here in November. So excited to go to that. But uh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't think of any Virginia based I'm not in the area that much mm -hmm. like independence i know i don't oh, know baltimore where my, has like mcw i don't know where my brother is stationed in virginia but one of the marine bases down there he's stationed i don't know how close that is to you or not it's but uh close to me. yeah i'm in a big navy town so it's it's like well, yeah, he's he's navy so he's actually a corpsman but he, he he's with the marines a lot so he's stationed somewhere oh there. i gotcha yeah, yeah sure. uh we want to thank uh alexis sunday hanging out with us alexis is hanging out it's been a while she just said hey what's going on it's glad to have you it's been a long time um but yeah, let's uh let's get into some new stuff going on and we'll we'll get back in uh, through shooting some Kyle some questions here and there. Uh what's been going on this week in wrestling? I know we had some fun stuff over the weekend. Yeah, independent wise, all three of us were at PPW eight on Saturday. Boy, was that let a let it roll? Show? No, it's anniversary. What am I anniversary? Saying? Super yeah. show. Yeah, super show. Yeah. Eight. eight. Super show eight. Eight. Yeah, I unfortunately get to see a whole whole lot of it. I was uh backstage most of the time. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you were in most of it. You were, yeah. uh, you, you went quite the distance in that half run, an right? hour. <laughs> yeah. About no way. What's uh, your record there? Oh, geez. I forget. 38. So you came close again, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because I was the first one in and I stayed till the, the one became a match of final four. And then we were all in at the, mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the winner of that was Encore, who was mm -hmm. going to get a t uh, shot against Bro uh, the winner of the match later on. We're not going to go through the full card, but Bro yeah. Killer ended up winning for against uh, Martinez. Um, tons of names on the card. We got to see off a junior team up with Big Cass, who looked fantastic. Man, looks yeah, he did. Looks really good. Oh. Talk, got to talk to him backstage. Really, really cool. Um, w. I got Morrissey for the Impact fans. Yeah, Willie Morrissey. Right. Well, he's Cass XL or Willie Morrissey, if, depending on what. Yeah, Impact is Morrissey. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um got to see i marked out i got to hang out with um uh, i got to see mercedes martinez live mm -hmm. again um that was awesome um i got to hang out with bobby fish during yeah. the autograph that, signing like right. i was his handler oh, during the cool. autograph <laughs> signing um and, and matt turner came up yeah and uh and he was like i remember him <laughs> and then matt walks in i go there he is yeah, and then they like kind of like rekindled oh. their, their like a little moment there which is kind of cool um moose was there moose had a great match with mark orlando um, which I believe PPW has up free on their Facebook page. Yeah, go check that out on Facebook. Oh, wow, about that. Um, no. It was a pretty pretty fun match. Then um, Rachel Ellering. Rachel Ellering mm -hmm. and Mercedes Martinez versus Christina Marie. Yeah, thought it was a right. fantastic match. Um, even though they had to work with some obstacles there, the uh, board in the ring popped Oh, up. yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, it was scary. 
<laughs> Ace um, Austin. Ace, Ace Austin. Austin versus Casey Navarro versus Enzo. Yes, because Juventud was originally supposed to wrestle Enzo, could not make it, got yeah. hurt, and they switched the match to his mouth. Um, oh, Bob, and then Bobby Fisher versus Deshaun Pratt. Yes, and um, Deshaun hurt. Himself. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah. He hurt so his arm or something. His his forearm or something. Yeah, his ulna, I believe. Okay. So during the match, he took a weird bump, and then he came up from the bump, and he kept shaking his hand out. Mm. And just being an MMA fan, usually when someone's shaking their arm out like that, yeah. adrenaline's going, so they don't realize how bad it is. But they have that pins and needles feeling, so they're just trying to shake feeling into yeah. it. And he kept doing it, and then he wasn't throwing anything with it. Oh boy! And I was like, I put actually actually put it over in commentary. Like, I think he's hurt. Keep an eye on his right hand. And then uh, here it ended up being legit. Yeah. Um, just behind the scenes a little bit, I'm actually helping him create an online merch store. Oh, okay. Um, because he's someone I'm a very big fan of. I think he does a lot of great work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks because he he he's kind of hit another another level of his career. Um, and and he was on a really good path. He was getting matches against Cardona. Uh, he was getting the the Davy Richards match, then this Bobby Fish match, yeah. and now he's going to be out for a pretty perceivable future with this injury. Um, yeah, a little bit. Hopefully so, not too long. Yeah. You know, so hopefully, if we get we get that merch page up and running by the end of this weekend, you guys can go support him. And uh, who knows, he may join us soon here on the podcast. Yeah, so. He's been a guest before. He was one of a, my hey, favorite guests personally. He's been on twice. Really? Yeah, I did not. I didn't realize that mm. he's been on the show twice now. So, we're, maybe he'll be back just to kind of hang out and talk some wrestling with us. Um, and then after PPW, we got to experience in Eight. Jersey. Yes, a <sighs> double shot in New Jersey. Boy, that making towns. That was a long day. It was. Yeah, I could imagine. Uh, uh, can't get too much into it because it is yet to premiere on IWTV. But we we checked out Camp Lee Frog's Trail Mixer, which is their Rumble. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's their Trail Mixer, and it's a Rumble. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big it's a timed entrant battle royal. How about PPW How about changed up their their rumble yeah, to a little waves bit, of five, and they did the or, waves or six. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how many people show up. One yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a little a little bit much. Anyway, and then we also were able to check out Combat Fights Unlimited, which is very distinct, very different. Imagine Josh Barnett's blood sport or something to that le- to that kind of ilk. Basically, an MMA fight with rounds. You can only win by knockout, submission, or decision. In a cage, it's an all-women's promotion, no ropes. So a very, very distinct feel. They and take the ropes off and put a legit cage around the wrestling ring. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's really cool looking. Yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. It's a fun promotion. And all that will air with your subscription of IWTV on the 18th. Yep, this so Saturday. The, oh, okay. This Saturday. So you can check out Camp Leapfrog. Which I got to do commentary for mm-hmm. with Blake Chadwick, who is a pretty awesome uh, commentator, and then he'll he's actually doing a double shot that day where he's doing that show oh, and I'm... also doing the CFU show. Oh, okay, yeah. So go check that out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, you might see me on your screen at some point. Yeah, <laughs> you might see me when somebody comes out in the rumble because I was directly behind a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was a really really fun show. Definitely go check that out on IWTV 100. Um. Law wrestling Saturday. The G1 starts Saturday. Yeah. The most uh, not talked about G1 in quite a while. Okada versus Tanahashi on the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I saw the lineup. I wasn't too like overwhelmed by like who was in it. No, it's Japan's really suffering from people not being able to travel there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. COVID is having issues too. Like Osprey's not on the show. Yeah, JY. Mm. All their American guys are not there. At least we got Yoshihashi. Oh god, yeah. And uh Tajiri or not what is not Tajiri. What's his name? Uh, Yoshi. God, Girl, I wish it was Tajiri. What's uh Yujiro Takahashi? Yeah, Takahashi, but not the good Takahashi. Yeah, the bad Takahashi. We should get Tajiri and Takamichinoku in there. 
Taka was in New Japan for a while until he cheated on his wife, and then they kind yeah, of they got black suspended him for a year. Bring him back because he was with Zack Sabre Jr. Right for a while. yeah Suzuki Goon, yeah, yeah, and he gave him the Zack driver, which was that uh, Michinoku driver, and then he cheated on his wife, and that's a big no-no in Japan, and uh, they suspended him for a year. Yeah, get over it. You can buy underwear and vending <laughs> I know. machines. Well, hey, it ain't cheating on your wife. <laughs> um. So, Kyle, um, when did you enter this podcast game? Oh, man. Uh, almost two years now. Uh, it was in November of 19. Um, but yeah, it was, I actually started with just an Instagram. Like, I was, I'll just have an Instagram, a wrestling Instagram. Post memes and stuff, you know. Um, but then after like a month of that, I was like, you know what? I have some long form thoughts that I'd like to spew out. And if any, anybody wants to listen to it, they will. So um started out talking about like current event type stuff but then eventually transitioned to more of a retro kind of podcast and now it's pretty much almost 100 percent what i do so oh, cool for yeah. the retro yeah yeah so basically i mean the premise of my podcast is i have like several different timelines that i cover so ring of honor is one of them but i also cover progress from the beginning uh old school wwf wcw ecw tna um so different kind of promotions and different feels different styles of wrestling that I like to cover my podcast. Cause I feel like wrestling should be a buffet and I guess a wrestling podcast should be too. So that's kind of what yeah. I strive for. Absolutely, man. And yeah. uh, is it just you on the show, your friends? <clears throat> so actually it, I started it just as a solo podcast, but lately, like I guess the last like 50 or so episodes and continuing on, I always, I like to have a, uh, a guest. Usually it's another wrestling podcaster. I've had a few wrestlers on so far. I had just incredible on to, mm. uh, cover survivor series 01 which is a fun time uh shady naturist who's a, uh, an independent wrestler in the uk had them to cover a progress show um and i actually have an uh, an roh uh someone that was very prominent in the early days of roh i have him scheduled to come on uh, in a few weeks i won't say who it is just in case it falls through but pretty excited yeah, about yeah. that so. that's cool well, yeah. if you're if you're really C excited, M Punk, yeah. yes, Xavier. <laughs> oh, no, he died. Yeah. It's it's, it's not Xavier. It's, it's still be, Xavier. It's still go oh, wow. That's connections. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, something with Cookie Monster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was in early days. Well, yes, he was. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we will be joining your podcast next week. I, uh, so are yours live or they no so it'll, we'll record next week it'll be i think the week after i'd have to look at my schedule but uh yeah it'll be some sometime in the next few weeks for sure yeah so we'll be joining him on his podcast very soon so if you can uh head over to all all social media go check out the apron bump podcast yeah yeah if you want you can go to apronbump.com that's kind of a place you can find all my social media you can also listen to all my episodes there find all the youtube videos um like for example if you just are interested in ring of honor i have a little episodes tab at the top you can click that select ring of honor and it'll bring you all the ring of honor shows that i've covered and oh, wow that's so cool. yeah i try to organize it so if you like are, are interested in like one specific timeline you can go check that out so yeah apronbump.com for pretty much everything cool and we'll me. be we'll be covering a so actually we've changed it so i actually didn't get a chance to tell you because came uh came <laughs> we had to start right away but we're not going to be two weeks it's gonna be next wednesday Oh boy! Yeah, if you can't make it, we'll, okay. it'll just be me and Brian. But we're going to be covering um, Night of the Butcher. Yeah, Night of the Butcher, two thousand two. Um, yeah. Hmm. See, I didn't, I didn't watch any of that real early ROH. Like I started probably about two thousand five. This show is the <laughs> ROH debut of Colt Cabana. Oh wow! Uh, you have, I believe, the debut of Chad Collier against Brian Danielson. Yeah, I remember Chad at all? And in your main event, it's um, it's the Carnage Crew, HC Loke and Tony DeVito against Homicide and. Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> so, Whoa, so we're gonna show. 
we're going to reach out and talk to H.G. Logan and be like, hey, you have any fun? I'm sure he does. Yeah, when, when, I, when I saw the title of the show, I was like, oh, Necro Butcher's here. Like, yeah. I was expecting him. I was like, oh, Abdullah the Butcher. We're, we're about to see some, something violent. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll be fun. They, they <laughs> screwed me a little bit in the first year of Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in the Murphy Rec Center with, like, a little basketball hoop in the background. Um, <laughs> and the windows up top real even hot. The, even though the show was in December, I'm, I, anytime I see that building, I think of the one time I was there for an ROH show. And if you think H2O is hot, the Murphy Rec Center made it feel like an igloo. Oh, you really? were there. You were there yeah. for some of those early ROHs? I was there for uh, Wrestle Rave 03. Okay. Gotcha. I haven't gotten to that one yet, but when I get to that one, I'm gonna I'm gonna scope you out. <laughs> I was in the building and I sweat my ass off. Is that the one where you went outside? Um oh no no no, that was a different that was an 08. That was uh or 06. It was at um um Edison, New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, the, the hockey rink? Yeah, it was the one with uh Joe and Danielson in like a, a one hour draw. Oh, okay. And I'm like, this is going 60. I'm I'm very hot. I'm gonna go get some air. And I stood next to Joel Gertner for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how Joe and Danielson felt. Yeah. Yeah. God. We were at the IWT 100 show and watched uh Wheeler and um, Daniel Garcia and Daniel Garcia go an hour. Yeah, that was yeah. Intense, intense heat. Yeah, and that was hot in there. Imagine um, being in the back with hot air blowing on oh. you and having to sit around to wait to ring a bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's awful. Yeah. And then I'm right above where that heat would go up with oh the commentary's booth is. Don't run there anymore in the summer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's a fun place. Matt Tremont's still. Matt Tremont's a really nice guy. He, he has a big match coming up. Yes. And uh, the Trenton Thunder Ballpark on Halloween. A uh, no rope exploding barbed wire match. <laughs> Tremont coming out of retirement against Atsushi Onita. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. The yeah. one guy that could pull him out of retirement, I think. Yeah. And that's in. New Jersey. Trenton. Oh yeah. wow. We yeah. might have to take a trip if it was uh, available. Are there also piranhas around the ring? And yeah. Judy, Judy Badwell's on a forklift somewhere. Yep. With piranhas. With piranhas. With piranhas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holding a uh, a cougar. Yeah. Yes. It's gonna be fun. But yeah, the uh let, let's get into a little bit of this week in wrestling. Anything the only thing I really want to talk about is like uh, I think a topic I see a lot on the internet, and I kind of want to post to all of you at the table and the people tuning in listening. And uh, if you are watching the watching it back live if you do comment kind of give us some subtext of what you're commenting about because if you're just watching <laughs> on youtube or facebook and go i agree we have no idea what you're saying yeah or if you say you yeah, know he should wrestle this guy He's like well yeah who's yeah. he that, that happened, it happened during the knock hole in high school where someone goes that's not the way it went down tony and i go you got to give me a little more yeah i don't i don't <laughs> i don't know what part of the episode you're talking about um or time stamp or whatever you gotta do just let us know but um I think the big thing is now, and I think it's because there's there's still a little bit of a uh, people are choosing the their, their line in the sand between mm -hmm. WWE and AEW. A lot of people are like AEW has too many names, and now they're getting rid of all these all these indie guys, and these indie guys aren't getting a, ten, a chance to shine. And I can see where they're coming from, but we hop you have to you have to also realize I think in this last year AEW as a company has kind of rewired a wrestlers a wrestling fan's brain like WWE would never do a double um, debut in the same segment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like things that we would have thought that could never be done in wrestling or things you would like the cardinal rule that it wouldn't work. AEW's kind of been making it work and doing something like kind of re we making you rethink mm -hmm. the traditional rules of what can and can't be done in wrestling, which I think is fun. So I think with dynamite and rampage and dark, your dark show is going to be a place and elevation, and elevation the Monday one. where these these talents who are the independent talents can go and try and prove themselves on yeah. a dark like Jade 
looks amazing, but she struggles. She's yeah. still trying to figure yeah. things out. Mm-hmm. So every now and then they pop her on dynamite, give her a match, let her shine. But most of her work's dark. And it should be because that's uh, a good place to get better. By the way, while we're talking about dark elevation, let's mention that uh, this coming Monday, a few people we know will be on yes. dark yeah. elevation. Um, Avery Good. I love Avery it. Good. What, a, what a fantastic name. I love Avery, it. Avery, <laughs> last name, first name Avery, last name Good. Yes. Um, Avery Wrestling. Avery Good, comma, yeah. professional wrestler. Yeah. yeah. So a very good professional wrestler hasn't, I guess AEW is like, this would work better and calls yeah. him Avery Good, which is genius. Um, Teaming and, with uh, JT Dunn from PPW. Fresh yeah. off his match with Facade and Buddy Matthews, formerly Murphy. That yeah, was a great match. And then uh, Masha Slamovich is going to get another match there. Huge fan of hers. Against Sheeta. That'll be Oh, good. wow. Yeah. So she got, what, Thunder? No. Um, Penelope? Penelope Ford. And now she's uh, she wrestled Thunder in her promotion, and now okay. she's yeah, and now she's getting. Oh, she, Lena Lennox was on Dark. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, right. She wrestled Penelope Ford. <laughs> oh, I love Lena. She's yeah. awesome too. And then also, um, Kaya McKenna will be on Dark Elevation this week. Oh, sweet. Yeah, she's going to be wrestling Thunder Rosa. Oh, wow. Wait, Kaya got Thunder. Yeah, that is sick. It'll be this Monday. Uh, I think it's like seven o'clock on AW's YouTube. Yeah. And and you can the only thing I can really talk about for Leapfrog is me and Kaya McKenna did the open swim commentary again. Oh, so cool. that's kind of becoming a thing where now the open swim team is going to be me and Kaya McKenna. Oh wow, which is exciting. Yeah. I, got to, I got to do commentary with Kaya and now she's well, wrestled. she wrestles. And she, does she like come and commentate and then go back in there like Jerry Lauer did that one time with the microphone? Yeah. I'm going to commentate my own um, match. So she literally my favorite comment, one of my favorite commentary partners, and she wrestled my favorite female wrestler in the world. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love, love Kaya McKenna. Um, she wrestled Denver Moon? I was going to say she wrestled Mercedes Martinez. No, yeah. I really like Thunder. She's oh, she's probably oh. my number one. But oh. those, those two are also very high on my list. Listen, for someone who's never liked women's wrestling and the way that it's evolved, it's uh, it's it's I've come a long way. <laughs> um, well, I mean, res- women's wrestling has come a long way. Um, and you can also see Masha and Kaya both in the uh, CFU show on IWTV this Saturday. Yeah, Kaya did really well for the for her first time really doing that style. Yeah, I thought go, she did a great job. And going well, I guess nine minutes. I kept thinking there were five minute rounds and it was like fifteen minutes. But yeah. yeah. Nine minutes isn't crazy long, but if you're just focusing on the mat work and that kind of grappling thing, and you're not doing a quote unquote professional wrestling match, you know who else is really, really impressed, like, like really impressive to see in person and just meet and talk to and Mm -hmm. see her work. Uh, Lady Frost from NWA, really, yeah, really, really cool to talk to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, she was in the UCFU show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, She's very impressive to talk to, and I'm I wasn't sure the one girl, uh, the I don't know, she's Japanese girl, the the black belt, who's on the card. On the CFU show, I forget her. I didn't know. I didn't see the but she, she was. She looked really good too. Sure, I love. I enjoyed her match. Actually, Adina Cornerman. Her it was oh. her versus Bonesaw. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. KZT. KZ. Yeah, she KZT. was really impressive as I well. I think that's the initials. It's it's an initial and begins with K. Yeah, that was a badass. The whole show is badass. Definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah. So my my thing with the AEW thing is, you know, Jade Jade has a little bit of a story going on in Dark that sometimes carries over to Dynamite. Not every story carries every single week to Dynamite. Which sometimes is fine. Everyone should be on the show week. every week. I think the way they're rotating it is being done very well. But like there's continuing storylines. Like they know a pay per view is coming up, or they have a show that they want to build up is coming up. So like they don't always do pay per views. Well, they'll just hit you with a free thing that could be a pay per view on mm-hmm. television. Like if like you didn't watch Dynamite this, next week, yeah. If you if you watch this week's Dynamite. 
and you don't want to watch next week, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. I thought they did a great job setting up this super show coming up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, I'm really happy with the way AEW's been doing things. Like, it's, I, I love what Roman's doing, but maybe let Roman breathe a week or like a, a week off yeah, or here or there. be like, on every single week. I Hogan think wasn't on every single week back in the day. Hogan yeah. almost never yeah. wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the fact, I think the way they're doing it where they let things breathe and a person comes out and does this and this person comes out and then they're still letting people shine by putting him in stables with other, with bigger names. Mm-hmm. I just, I think they're doing it very well. And I just wanted to know how you, how you all felt about that. Yeah. Even like the early days of NXT, that's kind of how it was when it was just an hour. You didn't have the champion on, on every week. You didn't have everybody on every week. You, it like kind of like AEW does, it kind of alternates back and forth. So it gives time to, uh, it gives you time to miss certain people and get, get excited when they show back up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like AEW's kind of struck a good uh, formula with that for sure. Yeah, I think the, the one who's doing the best right now with that is Moxley. Like Moxley will take like a week off or not be there for a week or two and then he just pops up in a tag team and everyone's like, Mox! Yeah. Like it's, it's I don't know, it's being done very well. Uh, like I said, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and uh, oh, I think there are too many people though. Who, well, so, someone's, we, we just said something to we, ourselves. Yeah, we just said something to ourselves. So someone's, I'm going to guess this is Tyler but yeah, he's, he's under the Tornado here. Tag Podcast, which is fine. Sometimes it's hard to, uh, when I'm going to post yeah, and if you're on a comment, I can't comment as myself. Yeah, I mean, well, is that weird. is definitely yes. He does say that I commented as him, but he's a SmackDown and Raw. Is their uh, is their rosters too thin and have to take some people off? Okay. Um, there, I looked at their rosters recently, and they are a little on the thin side, which is weird because they already had mm-hmm. three hundred people in the roster. Mm-hmm. I know AEW is kind of going the wrong way. Like you have so many people, like how do you even use them all? Even if you take breaks once a week, there's so many people now. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. You how don't plays want anybody more, to but... fall behind and, and not be seen for weeks at a time. Yeah, and they do kind of downshift people. Like right now, yeah, Cassidy's okay. kind of in a downshift, and mm-hmm. trying to think of like like they really try to push maybe four or five people hard at any given time. Yeah, like right now it's uh. Like right now, CM Punk is just kind of there as a personality. Yeah, uh, he's not getting like the the push like Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson is because Danielson's going to be wrestling the champion next week. Yeah, and he's brand new. So. Yeah, and and but like right now, they're really really seem to be centrally focusing on Omega, Danielson, Miro, and really those three are the ones that are getting just sustained hard pushes every week. Yeah, Moxley, I would say he's in there too. He's there, but. He's not getting. He's, to, he's a, playing a major role. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's getting hard. some pretty big surprise entrant names. Like yeah. he's always getting the Japan yeah. person or mm-hmm. something like that. But they do have like ten guys that are viable world champions right now. Yeah, I mean, even which, like, is, which is crazy. I mean, WWE. Can you name ten people that are that you think could win the world title? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, maybe that you want would win the world title. But Across, if I if I could count both brands, yeah, but yeah, not not like ten raw people and ten yeah, SmackDown like, people. Just ten people on Diamond right now that could. If they, they won the title, yeah. If they won a battle royal and won the title shot, I could see them winning the belt. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's yeah, I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, like I used to before, and there's there's storylines going on right now that are they're not they're not world beater storylines, right? But yeah. they're still like, oh shit, I kind of forgot that. Like the Penelope Ford and uh, or not, not Penelope Ford, the two, two girls that are having like that little the Anna bunny, Anna, Anna J, and um, the bunny, and the bunny. Oh, you mean the bunny and um, Anna J. Oh no no no! But the Ty bunny Conti. is with the yeah. Ty Con- the yeah. bunny's with Penelope. But they just came back and yeah. inserted herself in the. But, but I mean, that's not right. a world beater title involved storyline. Well, everyone can't have them. No, but there there is people who are invested in yeah. that story. Yeah, and, and that's always going to be hit or miss. Like, does any like they're going to do this hair match between Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy? Does anybody care? Yeah, not really. I'm sure there's a couple people. Less Matt Hardy. Yeah, less me Matt too. Hardy, the better, I think. Yeah. And this is coming from a big Hardy Boys mark back in the day. 
we can we can put the brakes on a little bit with Matt Hardy. I think he doesn't. He that's a guy that's on every week seemingly, and I don't know why. Yeah, and when he's yeah. on, you're like, oh, Matt Hardy again. Like that is the worst stable in wrestling. The Hardy the family Har- office. You don't like the Hardy family yeah, office? Not at all. Mm-mm. I don't like all, anything about the all stable. All the extra all. guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, everyone, we don't know what to do with just being here, and maybe we'll use you. I enjoy it just because I get to see some ROH guys in there. I, I'm just I, I pull a little bit for that with the private party. Oh, yeah. House of Glory. What did I say? House of Glory. House of Glory. House of Glory. House of Glory. I think they would be really benefit if they would say, hey, go to Impact for a year yeah. and get better and well, then come back. That's a cool thing about AEW too. They're, so they're bringing these names in, but these names are like, hey, you can go work indies. Hey, you can go do signings. Hey, you do this. Like, WWE is like, we'll give you a platform to make your name big, but don't go make a dollar off your name that we did. Where AEW is like, hey, we'll bring in Avery Good and we'll bring in Wheeler. And then when Wheeler goes and does a show, he's like, AEW, also independent star Wheeler. I mean, I think Wheeler's signed. I don't don't think. Yeah, but I'm saying, but if he goes, if he goes, I'm just saying, even people who are in the indie scene, when they do a dark appearance, they get a couple extra bucks in their indie contract, like in their indie showings. Somebody made a joke to us. I'm not going to name names, but somebody was like, Oh, we were on AW a few times, and now we're we're getting to do signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it help, gets you a couple of bucks in your pocket, that's good. Oh, there's no reason why any independent person should not do it. Yeah, there's no negatives right. at all. Yeah, I, I mean, our our boys in main event, they got they got the wrestles. They're four of the top top tag teams in the world right now. Yeah. Somehow the worst match was against FTR too. Yeah. I was like thinking at the very beginning sure, Jay's yeah. mask got pulled off. Yeah, where they just beat the garbage of the Jay. But it was fun to kind of say like they they could say they got punched by Tully too. They yeah. took a Tully. A Tully yeah, any independent talent should definitely do it. I mean, what 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 could possibly keep you from doing it? Yeah, like like well, I don't want to do it because what? Yeah, I mean, maybe you can't make it. That's the thing. Absolutely. What uh? What are some things that you've been seeing on on weekly television that's been catching your eye, Kyle? Uh, weekly television. I mean, AEW's got my attention more so than anything. At SmackDown's been very good uh, as well. That's kind of it. Kind of you know comes and goes. SmackDown, uh, Raw. I haven't really been catching. Honestly, with my I, I watch a lot of retro stuff, obviously for my podcast. And sometimes it'll it'll be a night, and like let's say like SmackDown's on. But you know what? I'd rather watch a 2005 TNA Impact. And sometimes I'll just do that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just how my life goes at this point. But uh, yeah, other than that, New Japan is, is something I used to follow pretty closely, but I've kind of fallen off. Um, Understandably. Otherwise, kind of right now. just the usual suspects, pretty much. Uh, NXT. What do you guys think of uh, the new NXT? Or did you check it out? I have not got a chance. To I didn't it. get to watch it yet either. I yeah. didn't hate it. I, I, I didn't hate it as much as other people did. I understand yeah. that if you, if you, what you want NXT to be, is Ring of Honor with a WWE yeah, budget? That's over. It's over. It's it's gone. It's not mm-hmm. happening anymore. Yeah. And if you can divorce yourself from that mindset, yeah. Uh, in and of itself, it it, it scratched an inch for me just because I'm on the older end of wrestling fans, and I remember what superstars and wrestling <laughs> challenge were like in 1991, and that's yeah. kind of what this was. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I'm okay with. Yeah. I, I think maybe maybe too many new people right at once. Yeah. Like, someone watching, but like, who are these people? I ain't watching this. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's going to be six new people debuting yeah, every, every week. week yeah, I think they wanted to really jolt you with something completely different. So it kind of when you kind of get back to normal, they're going to be like, oh, this is a How did Signer's son look? Excellent. He looks great. He's going to be a star. The name sucks. The name Braun is Breaker. Yeah, because cool. he he breaks people. Yeah, Rex Steiner. That's a great name. But he can you he could probably use it because his last name is Rex Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but like, and then what's his name? Von Wagner. What's Von Wagner. Like, that's a stupid name too. He, they, what, of, they they fired up the NXT name generator again. 
Yeah. L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. Borden Stevens. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and Von Wagner, that was um, Bo Beverly's son. That was Cal Bloom. Oh, wow. It, it did definitely put a little bit of some of the internet buzz to sh- to rest by giving Ciampa the title. Yeah, I don't think he'll have it long. No, and apparently the, uh, the person that was li- literally kind of running everything because Vince wasn't there. Bruce Pritchard wasn't there. Yeah, Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn bitch. was there producing. You could tell by all the camera cuts. Um, Ed Kosky, who was one of the longest, pro- I think the longest tenured writer in WWE, he was there as like Vince's eyes and ears. But Triple H is still on the men from his heart issue. And Shawn Michaels was actually running things backstage. Oh, wow. Shawn's like, fuck it. Yeah. Give it the champa. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring the bell. <laughs> hey, speaking of that. Yeah. Or sorry, this is speak about names just really quickly. So NXT UK, I don't know if you guys keep up with that, but apparently uh, Regal's son is about to debut. William oh, Regal's son, but they they changed his name too. I was trying to like look it up and see what it's like. Charlie Matthews or something. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up now. I saw. Why something would he about not this. keep his name Regal? Yeah, yeah, that makes no I do. sense. I understand. He better be a man's man. When yeah. he comes down. <laughs> oh my god. He uh he was going, but his real name was Bailey Matthews. And he's Can't going by <laughs> he's going by Charlie Dempsey. And the last guy's the Regal son now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, well, it can't be Bailey because there's going to be one person named one yeah. thing. It's going to confuse everybody. It's yeah. too confusing. Yeah. I would I, think ba- if his real name was Bailey Matthews, Matthew Regal. Yeah. There's there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If they use Bailey, my 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 dumb wrestling brain will explode. <laughs> Regal <Yeah>. Stevens. <laughs> Regal <Yeah>. Stevens. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's that's uh that's kind of the the fun. I kind of like the tie-dye logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, do, you, do you think they make new belts now? Probably. I, I would say so. The thing is that it was the it being super so well lit, it made it look small, but it also made me feel like that studio wrestling feel too. Okay, and I heard that dark, is not a big building. Dark is going to be studio wrestling soon. Yeah, uh, dark not dark elevation. That's why like all these local people okay. were on dark this elevation this week, but they're filming dark in. Universal Studios. Oh. Not the main impact zone they use, but they used a smaller one like later around like 2014. Yeah. It's that mm-hmm. one. That's kind of cool. It's also the same building where they filmed Nick Arcade oh. back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Every uh, NXT looks like if the uh, the Nasty Boys went in there and had an orgy. <laughs> yeah, I seen a funny meme. It was like NXT last week and it was Cactus Jack and NXT yep. this week, Dude Love. Yeah. <laughs> It's like everyone should be rocking these bad boys. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, had some other fighters. debuts though. You had uh, Brooks like Jensen. It. He was in a tag match, lost to Imperium. That's but- Another fucking stupid name. That's Ben Buchanan. That's Bull Buchanan's oh. son. Why, why can't it be fucking Jensen Buchanan? There you are. That's... That name sounds like a country singer. What's his name again? Rex Jensen? What's, what is Brooks it? Brooks Jensen. Brooks Jensen. Jensen Brooks even sounds better. Or yeah. B-cubed. Yeah, right? B-cubed. Booyah! That, that's a deep cut for people. but <laughs> That is. <laughs> and then you have uh, Trick Williams. He was there with Carmelo Hayes. It looks like they're going to be a tag team. He mm-hmm. was. That's, uh, his name is... His actual name is uh, Matrick Belton. And he was a football player. He was a walk-on at the University of South Carolina. He did a rookie minicamp with the Eagles. Didn't work out for him. And uh, then he went to the CZW Academy and recently oh. got a, a got, he got signed in early 2021. Mm. You had Tony D'Angelo, who they did like a, a vignette for. He looks like he's doing like a mobster gimmick. Yeah, very he's, typical or yeah. typical Italian. He's like, I'm from Chicago. He's like, I, I have a family that worked in sanitation and construction. He's yeah. like just doing all the typical mobster things. Mm-hmm. Uh Joe Ariola is his real name. He was a uh, high school wrestling champion in Illinois. Uh, he he qualified for the NCAA tournament one year <clears throat> at the University of Buffalo, and uh, he'll be Tony D'Angelo. And then you had a, uh, the only women's division debut was uh, Ivy Nile. 
Uh, she's part of the Diamond Mine now. Uh, Roderick Strong's that name sucks too. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. I'm, <laughs> I don't know a what fan, I'm a fan of brunette. Uh, Mandy Rose. Mandy uh, yeah, Rose. she looks a little. It looks better. I'm sick. I mean, I'm a. I'm more of a brunette. We fan have a myself. thousand blondes on the. We have roster. a lot of blondes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. let's give let's give somebody else some shine. Have at great. least four non-blondes. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, and Ivy Nile, who is blonde, is uh, Emily and Zulish. She was on that show, The Titan Games, like the Rocks knockoff of American she's Gladiators. Jacked. She jacked. is. Okay. Yeah. She's like four she's, foot tall, but she's jacked. Yeah. Is she? Are we like talking like is she jacked like a uh, Jordan Grace or a Jade? No, more more closer Nobody's to Jane. Jack like, like Jane. A tiny yeah. Jane, tiny Jade. Yeah. Okay, tiny she's white more Jade. cut. She's more cut. Yeah. So yeah, imagine like Jade Cargill's physique in Layla Hirsch's height. Oh okay. God, oh, and, and that's a it. little little Hulk. Yeah, a little, a little pocket Hercules, yeah. that one weightlifter. Ivy Nile. That's a, well, how about that's a terrible Nile? name. That is terrible. Yeah, some of these names are rough. How about I don't know. They want to bring that old school wrestling. Na- Natasha Ivory or something. There we go. I just it's like they want to bring the old school wrestling back, but not give them the gimmicks. Yeah, just, just, just the weird. Let's names. Just give them really stupid names. Yeah. The it, NXT names. I think the worst is when they they had this moment in time, and it's only two guys, but they debuted. I I I think these names came out like within like a few weeks of each other, where it's like we're gonna take this famous athlete and we're gonna change one letter of yeah. their name. Kenny Dykstra yeah. was a guy. <laughs> Kenny Dykstra. Spirit Squad. Uh, and then you had right after him, Bam Neely, because there was a guy on the Boston Bruins, Cam Neely. Yeah, so make that a B, and you're Bam Neely. Yeah. Wow. Neely I, don't, I don't think either of them wrestle anymore. No, I hope not. Lenny Dykstra had a really resurgence in his career with Howard Stern. <laughs> I wish I would have remembered Ken Doan a week ago during that Pilgrim Trivia contest. Yeah. Second place, I came up just short. We got too drunk. Got too drunk. That is true. <laughs> and I couldn't remember all the members of Raven's flock. But oh. to- he said Tony did a great job hosting he trivia. Did. Oh, cool. And they want, to, they want to keep doing it again. So maybe you can team up with Deppin and come up with some questions. And oh, help okay. Or maybe yeah. you can team up with me and we can win yeah, this win thing. It. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to win thing? Yeah, that works too. Uh, the cool thing with the brewery too is I think they're gonna they're gonna be showing ROH pay per views. That, that's oh. what that's what Tony Deppin was saying. This, uh, this was last week. I was there. We did our show last week was taped, mm-hmm. and because you two were at the Fozzie concert, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was at Pilgrim playing wrestling trivia with Tony Deppin, and um, yeah, he was saying after a few people came down to like just uh, kind of talk with him for a little bit after they they were done, and. He was like, yeah, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view is going to be here um, Saturday if you want to come check it out. Like, Because they have TVs now. They have TVs behind the bar and where normally you'd have like ESPN or something on. Unless there's like an active NFL game or something on, they have old wrestling. It's like an old oh, Nitro. Cool. Or yeah. well, no, Nitro awesome. 7 was playing when I was in there. All the owners are wrestling fans. Yes. yes. So when people at the, like I walked in the bar and everyone just kind of staring at the TVs like, what the fuck is going on? It was like, a, <laughs> like, a, it was like an older crowd. Yeah. And I walked in, I was like, all right, 90. And I walked into WrestleMania three. Yeah, what? I walked into <laughs> Macho Man versus um, Kurt Henning. Oh, on Nitro. Yeah. This is when Kurt Henning kept wow. running out and saving um, Flair. Something like that. I was a Flair. Oh, was this when he was pretending to be. A good guy, yeah. Oh, okay, so and that's then, a, that's very early in Kurt Hennig's run. And then I got to see Flair versus Six or Nick uh, Six, Six, X-Pac. yeah, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on that was on that show. And then um, DDP came running out and he he interfered with Macho Man. He fought, fought and it was Macho Man and, and yeah, they had a big fight. feud in like ninety seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's that was the dyna- the, the, yeah. ni- the, the nitros. They, that was the nitros on. I almost called them dynamites. When, but, uh, when I was there, they had on uh, the nineteen ninety six Royal Rumble. With the squat team, oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you can drink some beers and watch old wrestling. That's it's cool. a good. It's it's. Or if you're Andy, watch old wrestling. Yeah, yeah. 
you can get a you get pretzels and like a bag soda. of pretzels of soda yeah. and watch them wrestling with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our topic. Brian, give us a rundown of what we're going to be going over today. If they didn't read the title of the episode, it's so funny that we just brought up Tony Depp and he was uh, just recently the ROH Television Champion. Uh, but we're going to go into the history of Ring of Honor this week. Very exciting. This is something I don't know much about. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that I had the ROH shirt on, the Brian Daniels. Yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> you nailed it. Um, I, I um, well, they, they were they were in ROH at some point, weren't they? Lucha Bros. I had to ver- maybe it like the like recently. Yeah, when, they were, when like they were hot and impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Who knows? A lot of this style of wrestling is all coming new to me, and I'm going back and researching it now because the I quote was, unquote work rate style. Yeah, yeah, because I was one of those fans back in the day who drew a line in the sand, and I said I would only watch things that were WWE. I didn't watch Nitro. I didn't. I, and by the time these other promotions came out, I've already checked out of wrestling and became a big uh, MMA fan. Like I would only watch UFC. And uh, I, I'm going to be honest. If you're if you're someone listening to the show who's like, I can't stand NXT because I'm a WWE guy, break yourself of that because right now is not the time to draw a line in the sand and only pick one brand you to watch. You don't There's gain so much good stuff going There's on. There's no benefit uh-huh. from saying, I only watch this. Yeah. What do you get? Like, literally, if, if you're not <laughs> in the WWE nothing. and you hate AEW, go subscribe to IWTV. Go to Fight, and, mm-hmm. and there's so many cool independent yeah, or things going on. if you don't on. like any, then don't watch wrestling. If you, <laughs> if you <laughs> miss what NXT used to be, I'm not going to say you're going to enjoy Ring of Honor as much, but you'll probably enjoy Ring of Honor. Find yeah. it on your local TV. Yeah. I went and subscribed to Ring of Honor Honor Club, and I subscribed to Impact Plus. So now I have a pretty good taste of everything that's going on right now because the other two are harder to find for me for TV. Yeah. But now I can go and subscribe because they are being way better at updating and putting their content up there. Which is good because I, yeah. I know when Honor Club first came out, it wasn't too hot. Yeah. Yeah, the newest pay per view is already up there, and I believe oh, that's good. And then I know you had to like, even if you were a subscriber, like you still had to buy the pay per view, but you got it on a discount. Yeah, there's certain pay per views, mm-hmm. like the ones that are on fight. Like yeah. if there's like four a year, like probably uh, Final Battle, Best of the Best, yeah, which whatever. is a hard sell when best. you had WWE at the time. You can have everything for ten dollars a month. Like you understand, right? right just yeah. big, but like, it's hard to argue. You know, if someone's like, "Well, here's everything for ten. Well, here's everything for fifteen, but the pay per views got to pay more. Well, I'll just take that one for ten. Yeah. That's- so here's here's the thing too. I want to try to get over on people. Is yes, ROH might say, "Hey, we need sixty bucks or forty bucks for this pay per view." Same as AEW. I think yeah. they're thirty. <laughs> or thirty, but you have to think too. I can go get a cheeseburger from McDonald's for a buck. That's going to be easy and convenient, mm-hmm. and it's going to be cheap. Or you go to a, a mom and pop burger place and it's going to taste a lot better. You're probably going to enjoy it more because it's made with more love instead of just being reworked factory shit like you're going to get from someone that makes more money, yeah. you know? So think about that when you're like, oh, I can't spend 30 bucks for a pay-per-view. There's a little more going into it. Like, obviously, it's 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 that the reason you support small business. They, they're not, their Although, prices aren't going to be ROH is Sin- not a small business. I was going to say, uh, Sinclair <laughs> has a lot of money. Yeah. I guess choose not to spend it on ROH. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, you might see talent who are who are, who are hungrier than you might see yes. someone mm-hmm. else and stuff like that. So definitely check into that and look into that, uh, all that stuff. But um, also, this weekend, right? Impact pay-per-view, the 18th? Uh, Impact Plus special. I don't think it's a pay-per-view. They do the same thing. Like, certain things are pay-per-view, certain things are on Impact Plus. But I believe Turning Point is, if it's not this weekend, it's next. Week. And that's where oh, it's, no, it's this weekend. Ace, Ace Austin, Austin versus, versus Christian, Christian Cage. Cage yeah. So we are rooting for Ace Ooh. Austin to be that world champion. Yeah, um, I believe that's an Impact Plus special. I think it's going to be on there, not something you would have to necessarily go on fight and buy as well. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's jump into the history of ROH. It's funny we're talking about streaming services because ROH starts in a different generation. ROH starts in the time of VHS and DVD sales. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on pay-per-view, which at this point, 
when ROH starts, ECW just closed, WCW just closed, TNA is not quite there yet. So literally, I think the only domestic product on pay-per-view was WWE. And then I think you had those Australian WWE shows every yeah. now and then. So if we're talking about Ring of Honor, for better or worse, we also have to talk about RF Video. Yeah. RF Video. Rob Feinstein. Yes. Uh, was Rob Feinstein's company. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Whatever other things he was in the BWO. <laughs> um, he was a guy who would film ECW's arena shows. And they would put them out on TV like they would be on their syndicated so, channel. So he was us. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We'd go and film shows. It, mm, although let's, well, we don't let, want to associate let's hold ourselves. Back from, yes, oh, let's okay. hold back <laughs> from associating ourselves with Rob Feinstein. You might want to reserve yeah. that for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. Uh, Redaction. It's live, pal. Uh, <laughs> so he is a guy who, like, he's, he basically is a tape trader. Uh, and before you had the internet and you could download these big files very quickly, very easily. Cause if you want to download like a, you remember real player where yeah. like stream, how choppy and awful streaming video remember trying was to watch adult entertainment back in the day on the internet, just trying to download an image. <laughs> and yeah. Even a picture was a, a pain in the ass. Yeah. A 30 second back in our day. Yeah. This yeah. became a cranky old guy podcast real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you kids got it. So What's great. A, a Winamp. Yeah. <laughs> win uh, so, so the, um, our video is basically they, they would film things for ECW. They would sell ECW tapes and that was like their bread and butter. But you would also have they would sell like other promotions, a lot of Japanese stuff because there was no New Japan world. You have to, if you wanted to get New Japan or all Japan or any of these other companies, somebody in Japan would have to record it on a VCR and you, and you would tra they were tape traders mm -hmm. and you would say, I have ECW TV. I'll trade you that for Smoky Mountain or I'll trade you that for the the. The, the G1. And especially as something from Japan, if you want a G1 yeah. tape, you probably watch that about six months after it happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rough, roughly around there. So you that's might be how able to, it used to be. You might be able to find out like a few weeks later, like what happened through the Observer or the Torch or something like that, but to actually see it, you had to buy or trade a tape from somebody. And, and, and in fact, the one thing I did buy, I think the only thing I ever bought besides an RH ticket from RF Video, uh, in, I used to live near Philly and went to the old Franklin Mills Mall now. It's Call like Philadelphia Mills now, but everybody calls it Franklin Mills. It's a big mall in Philly. Mm -hmm. And there was a little kiosk called the Pro Wrestling Shop. And it was owned by Ara Video. And they had all these tapes that they would sell. I remember buying a Japanese hardcore wrestling tape. It was just like deathmatch stuff. Because <laughs> you could never see it. You could never see anything like that in the, in the U.S. So like, out of, just out of curiosity, I grabbed that. But anyway, Ara Video, they're, they're facing a big financial void when ECW goes, uh, goes away because that was their cash cap just filming these ECW arena shows and then selling the tapes. So they're like, hey, why don't we... They did things like shoot interviews and they tried to do some other stuff. But they're like, hey, why don't we just start our own promotion and then sell the tapes? And one of the things that was really a, a big uh, catalyst for this too was in 2001, there was this tournament called the King of the Indies, mm -hmm. won by Brian Danielson. So this is 20 years ago, he wins the King of the Indies. I think he had just gotten let go from his WW, uh, WWF developmental deal. And he was tearing things up, and he wins this tournament in California. Because SoCal Wrestling was fairly big then, too, because you had Christopher Daniels coming up, Donovan Morgan, Mike Modest. So SoCal had a nice scene. And, like, Philly had a scene because of ECW. You had, like, CZW and 3PW, which is Blue yeah. Movie's company. Which was really others. big for the time. Yeah. Yeah, like, when ECW died, 
like all these little indies that were never as big as ECW, but were all kind of sizable themselves. Pro Wrestling Unplugged. Yeah. Well, I mean, ECW sh- show was able to show the world that if your locker room believes in what you do, and if you can get your fans to believe in what you do, you can. Sure, you can't take down the giant, but yeah. you can make a wave. Yeah, you, you can they, make a splash. They, and they didn't. Ring of Honor did because yeah. a lot of what you see in NXT up until last week, and even AEW, Ring of Honor started that. Ring of Honor was the first "quote unquote" work rate company in yeah. the U.S. Super indie. Like basically, what is the point of like ECW is hardcore? Uh, like certain companies would have this image, but ROH is we're going to try to put on matches that are entertaining to watch. We're going to try to put on five star classics. Yeah, not mm-hmm. squash matches or, right. or job matches or comedy. Ha, there was some, but you know. So they were trying to be the American version of Japan. Yes, kind of. Yes, yes. To the point where they have this whole concept called the code of honor. We have to shake hands before matches and after mm-hmm. matches. And, and they still do that pure rules, right? Uh, pure rules is something different. That's more like mat based. And they yeah, have like, you can breaks. only do so many rope breaks. Uh, open hand strikes. You can't close yeah. your fist. Yes. And- yeah. And that title went away for a while and then recently brought back. I think it's a cool way to do a match. It's something different. Yeah. 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 But no, the code of honor was just like a code of conduct, basically. I think it was initially it was supposed to discourage like outside interference. Yeah, uh, like mm-hmm. no uh, pulling the hair or gouging yeah. the like no heel tactics and you shake hands before. Uh, unless and they made it clear that unless it's a blood feud, then the yes. code of honor. But like, how do you determine a blood feud? Uh, it was never really laid out. I don't think. Yeah, if, if, a lot of times it was a fight without honor. Yeah, that was the, uh, which was the it, back in the day would have called a lights out match. Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. So uh, their first show. Is on February twenty third, two thousand two, in the Murphy Rec Center, uh, beautiful Fourth and Shunk Street in South Philadelphia. Beautiful, such a That's hot a word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hot building. Um, not too far from the ECW Arena, though, like within walking distance to the ECW Arena. Yeah, and uh, that that actually comes into play with something a bit later. Uh, but the first show, your first match ever, it's the Hit Squad defeating the Christopher Street Connection. Talk about not aging well. Yes. Uh, the Christopher Street Connection, uh, Buff E and Mace, were bad guys because they were gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that made them bad. Yeah. Nobody liked them because they were gay. <laughs> I'll say this, though, because that first show, it opens right up. That's like the first thing you see is Christopher Street Connection walk out. And when you first watch, you're like, what the hell is this? But then you think about it, it's like, okay, I guess they represent a WWE. Like, this is sports entertainment. And then you have the hit squad who are like these, they're stiff. I mean, they were stiff. But I guess they're like, they represent what Ring of Honor is supposed to be. Christopher Street Connections, what WWE is. So the way they started out from their first match is kind of, I don't know if good symbolic. Word. Yeah, that, symbolic. Yeah. That's giving them a lot of credit because I know uh, before Ring of Honor was a thing, uh, there were some indie shows in Philly where you could actually see Rob Feinstein wrestle as Ooh. the fun athletic guy. Get it? <laughs> Get his initials? Mm. Yeah. Remember that for a little bit later in our story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, so our, our second match uh, was the Boogie Knights, not Disco Inferno and Alex Wright. Mark uh, Wahlberg. No. No. Oh. Uh, Danny, <laughs> it's K-N-I-G-H-C-S. Uh, Danny Drake and Mike Tobin were the Boogie Knights. No, them two guys, I no idea. They defeated the uh, the natural born sinners Boogaloo and Homicide. Whatever happened to that guy? Boogaloo, Homicide, uh, Homicide. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what did he ever be? Where are you at in two thousand two at this point? Like, I, I didn't even. Start. I'm in college. Yeah, I, college? I, I, I'm only out of high school two years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When, what? What year did you start? Two thousand six, maybe seven. So a lot of this maybe paved the way for you. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of ROH. Okay. I, I was just because I was. 
It was in your backyard. Yeah, it was in my backyard. I like, know VCW and a couple indies, but like and from looking at the magazines, but really didn't know. Like, yeah. There was this company um called Law, and they were just like a normal indie. It was a bunch of old school guys from around there. Like yeah. the guy who played Chubby Dudley on the company. Um they were actually they would run shows at a firehouse near where I lived. I lived right outside Philly. And so I wound up seeing some shows they did in Philly. And right before they finished up, because they kind of closed right around the time ROH was opening, they, I think, were the first indie to do a show at the Murphy Rec Center. Oh, wow. ROH did it right after. Uh, um, real quick, uh, they just announced the next two people that will be at Dirty Dancing and PPW. Oh, me? Madison Rain. Oh, wow. You're not Madison Rain. No. We'll be there. No. And Josh and Matthews. <laughs> T Breeze. Oh, formerly known as Tyler Ooh. Breeze, will be coming That's to Dirty funny, Dancing. That's funny because. Uh, Fandango, whatever is the what's his name? He's also Dirty Dango. Show. Dirty yeah. Dango, yeah. I will not be at that show. Ooh, I, will be, one. I will be at the the office festival. Oh, the office. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'll be getting my, my which, dundies which has on. Been postponed for like three years. So yeah, I'll wow. be getting my dundies on. I love that that's a thing. In Scranton. Yeah. Yes. That's yep. incredible. We're only about an hour from Scranton. We're trying to get a hotel room near it, and we're gonna be the first off the elevator where that's where the party's happening. Oh yeah. That's, that's like the, the office party. <laughs> that's the well that was a, a, a spoof. You get all the people who are cosplaying as Meredith. Yeah. They have a fun party. <laughs> that was the spoof in the show when when Michael would go on business trips, he mm-hmm. would get the room right by the elevator. So when everyone gets off, he would have music playing with lights. And that was his room. <laughs> he always just, wanted his room to be the party room when no one, ever, white. no one ever went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, we're going to go through a lot of names here. We had an ultimate aerial elimination match on the first show. Mm. Quiet Storm wins. Uh, Chris Devine and Quiet Storm. Or Divine Storm. I'm sorry. Divine Storm. Quiet Storm was one guy in the, in the team. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and you try to watch them. older shows, unless I'm just not good at navigating the, the ROH streaming site yet, but like if you go to like shows and you go like, I went to the very first show, very this first is, thing. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. And the only thing they showed was one match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're collection still a lot start. of their older stuff is not on. I yeah, think just like, just like, like highlighted pre- matches. 2008. Yeah. Pre HD net. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of that's due to music rights. I'm not yes. sure if that, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, so what, what I've heard. So. so what happens to this is it shows them come to the ring mm-hmm. with like a generic song bump, and then it bump, cuts bump, 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 after bump. the entrance, <laughs> yeah. it cuts to them in the ring and the match. Oh, okay. So I don't want to say exactly what match I watched because it okay. might be the main event of this show. It might be. But yeah, uh, Quiet Storm, they were, they kind of got a little bit of a buzz for a while. They would do things with like some of the people in these this match. Uh they uh they beat Brian XL on the uh oh it's the Quiet Storm beating Brian XL and uh, the Maximos and the Amazing Red. Okay, I know the Maximos and Amazing Red. <laughs> amazing Red uh, started that great back in house the day around this time. Jose and Joel Maximo. Joel. Joel. Okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. spelled Joel. The uh they were all Mikey Whipwright guys. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, it's Red, the Maximos. I know. I think everybody else there was Quiet Storm. They would go around and usually be like some kind of six man tag. It would either be, it would usually be Brian XL and Quiet Storm against Red and, and the Maximos. It's called the, they called them the SAT, the Spanish announce team. Yeah. Cause this is uh-huh. back when the Spanish announce team would always get broke, get broken on every WWF show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they would say, we were the Spanish announce team. We're going to break your tables. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but the Maximos yeah. were awesome. Uh, but yeah, um, they would go around a lot. And they were, at this point, they were really making a name for themselves doing these high flying, crazy high spots that nobody had seen before. And uh, obviously, the big thing there is the Amazing Red is the founder, owner, Mr. Everything trainer at House of Glory. And all of his students are amazing. They are. Uh, good the, people. Good people. You always want them in your locker room. Are they also never, red? What's up? You said they're amazing. I asked if they're also red. Yeah. 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 
Definitely not red. green, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they, aren't, they aren't crimson. <laughs> Ooh, no. Um, every locker room I've ever been a part of, and there was, and if there has been a House of Glory talent in that locker room, you know they're going to be a bright spot in that locker room, mm-hmm. and they're going to be personable, and they're always amazing. Absolutely. Uh, so many people we've met through them that are just they're super cool. Yeah. I, I, they're like when, when you say like wrestling family, like I would say majority of my wrestling family and the people I would consider friends and people who I mm-hmm. look like we go out of each other's way to make sure we're in the building with each other are yeah. our house of glory talent. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. James main event, Rembrandt, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next match here was uh, Ika Ika Loa. I don't think he lasted too long. And a guy who is going to be a, uh, a, oh, I missed a match. Uh, Prince Nana, speaking Prince of Nana. people, yes. uh, he was mainly a manager in Ring of Honor. He had the, a stable called the Embassy yes. throughout most of Ring of Honor. He defeated Eric Tuttle, who I don't think did a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had um, Iki Kaloa and somebody who did wind up um, doing quite a bit in Ring of Honor, Spanky. Spanky, you know who that is? Sounds familiar. I don't maybe know. Wait, you, do, you weren't watching WWE at the time. You do not know who that is. Brian Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah. Two hundred five live now. Yeah, I know Brian Kendricks. Yeah. I remember people calling him Spanky. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. His original gimmick uh, that I remember is he was a streaker. In, uh, <laughs> Criminally in underrated. So good. Uh, Kendrick's very good. When when, oh, yeah, when they very good. when they revitalized two hundred five live, I was like, this guy's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they teamed up to defeat Oz, not Kevin Nash, <laughs> and um, somebody you're not going to know, but maybe you, you would be interested in this, Michael Shane. Oh, you know who he's trained by? Do you know Matt oh. Bentley? Yeah, yeah. Maverick didn't watch Matt? any TNA at all? Did no. You? Okay, yeah. So you wouldn't know. He changed his name because it was too close to somebody else's. Michael Shane was too close. It, to it, it was. Else. So do you know whose name it was? I do not. It was Someone? one. Well, no, no. It was the Michael Shane name. Yeah. It was one half of Gemini. Oh, yeah, the Shane yeah. twins. Yeah. Yes. So that's why he lost his names because half of a forgettable tag name was also in his name. So. <laughs> Also, I don't, I don't know if this was real or just something they came up with. That they, they always say it was Shawn Michaels' cousin. He is. Oh, okay, he is legitimately. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. and that's his character. That's his yeah, gimmick. Yeah. Hey, I'm like Shawn Michaels, but not as good. That's that's Michael Shane. <laughs> oh, I love this guy. And then, <laughs> these days, they would say if you ordered Shawn Michaels from Wish. Yeah, is what they yeah, would say. Yeah. Oh, does he have merch? I want to go buy a shirt right now. Probably, Probably not. <laughs> not anymore. I don't think he's wrestled in about ten years. But no, I think he retired. Yeah, I think he retired in like oh nine or something. If you guys are watching this, tag Michael Shane in this. <laughs> as Matt Bentley, you'll find him as Matt Bentley now. For some reason, it makes me think of the Naturals too. Yeah, he's my new favorite wrestler. By the way, <laughs> I usually rock this every every podcast, but this is the I love you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, but we um, he was yeah he was an ex he was in an, in the uh, X division in TNA too. He won the first Ultimate X match, but yeah, one of the lesser of uh, the the uh, Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy Texas Wrestling Academy say, graduates. Though, him, Michael Shane, and Paul London actually did have a great series of matches within that first year. But outside Paul of London that, is, Paul London was incredible. Yeah, I could have good matches with Paul London, so it's like you know. <laughs> Now he's uh, the last thing I saw Paul London doing was where he was playing Elvis, but it was a kung fu movie. (laughs) Tony, you know why Paul London got fired from WWE? No, because he smiled when Vince was walking to his death. Okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, (laughs) Paul and then Vince didn't uh, die because Chris Mimwell killed his family. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Paul London was an interesting guy. Paul London was a very interesting guy. That's all we'll say. Yeah, I do remember hearing that. Now. If you ever see, he, he did a uh, shoot interview. I don't know who, who it was with, but he did a shoot interview with Brian Kendrick after they both got fired from WWE. And oh my goodness, they're drinking Yingling and they are crazy. Gotta watch that. They're talking about how uh, 9-11 was a hologram. 
It was like basically an episode of Truth Behind Illusion. Oh, they were just talking conspiracies. Yeah, 9-11 is a hologram or was a hologram. It didn't happen. And the sun is actually cold. It's very cold. Was yes. Paul London I, or Austin Aries? It was Paul London and Brian Kendrick. <laughs> he said it was a Paul or was it yeah. Austin Aries? I like it. <laughs> Whoever's in my line, take your goddamn mask <laughs> off. <laughs> Good old Austin Let Aries. me see your vaccination card. That's $25, not $20. Unvaccinated, get free autographs. Everyone who's vaccinated charges double. <laughs> so then we had the uh, IWA Puerto Rico title. Uh, super crazy defeated Eddie Guerrero. Wow. And I think it was Eddie Guerrero's only appearance. He was getting ready to go back to WWF at this point. Is this when he, he, he did one problem? more? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did one more. That's right. Yeah. Is this yeah. when he had his issues, got fired for his issues, and then yeah. yeah, and he also did that one random pay per view too. I forget who it was. Yeah. I forget the name of that. Yeah. He was, I forget who even wrestled. I want to say Hooventude or not Hooventude, uh, Psychosis. I forget. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, like uh, Eddie was yeah fight, fighting his demons here, and he was about to come back. I think in like mid O two, I think he's okay. <laughs> yeah, right after the first uh, brand extension they did. And then your main event was a three way with a uh, low key mm-hmm. defeating Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniel. This, that is the match I watched. Okay, yep. yeah, that was the very first show at the uh, the Murphy Sweat Center. Low, low key <laughs> was dope. I liked low key. Loki's biggest problem is himself. Yeah, yeah. Loki, uh, Austin Aries kind of had the same problem where they were on the worst. Enemy. I don't hear also <laughs> talk about this. Oh, really? that was his worst. <laughs> well, that's the I, best part. I, about I always talk like I'm in a kung fu movie. Yeah. I am not wrestling. I am fighting. Your 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 impression of him gave me like Damian Priest vibes. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Damian Priest on downers is Loki. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like having a really cartoon like voice, but then having no charisma. But in the ring, he sounds oh, like he was amazing. Yeah, really good wrestler. In the ring, yeah, yeah. He was like amazing. The, red. the very first ROH champion. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, um, but yeah, he was also, uh, he was very big in Impact or TNA back yeah. in the day. He was Senshi. Yeah. Well, when he first came in, he was Loki. Yeah. And uh, then he came back later as Senshi. He was the winner of the second season of NXT as Kaval. Yeah. Kaval. <laughs> and his trainers. Yes, his pros. <laughs> Loki's mentors. Because they, they all had trainers at the time were, uh, what was it, Layla? Lay cool. Yeah, Michelle McCool. Yeah. They trained <laughs> okay. a wrestler. And he was supposed to be like an early exit, but for this one, they were like, we're not going to work the vote. And he had all these fans from his indie time, so he won. Like they were trying to set up, try to set it up for Alex Riley to win, but but low key, well, Caval sent you. I'm surprised Caval lasted as long as he did. To be yeah, honest, me too. Me too. Uh, insanity. He also had two matches with Punk and IWAA or IWAMS before his WD. So talking about IWA Mid South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he also said Xavier was the first ROH title holder. Second, yeah. second. second. low key, then Xavier. There you go, yeah. Peter DeLong, my podcast brother. There you go. Thank you for joining, hanging out with this us, man. It's like a wound they, on here. They actually did a. Uh, that was uh, that was our next thing here on uh, July twenty seventh. Loki was crowned the first Ring of Honor champion. It was a four way Iron Man match. So basically, it was like whoever would get the most falls mm-hmm. in that in that uh, <laughs> in that uh, <laughs> in that hour would wind up being the, the first well, champion. It's it actually a little bit. Sorry, it's a little bit more complex. So oh like, yeah, that's right. If you get oh, a yeah, fall, yeah. you get two points. If you get pinned, you like lose a point. It was very like convoluted to the point where like the live audience didn't really like couldn't follow how many points anybody. There's no like ticker on the screen or anything. So, so yeah, it was, yeah. It was a weird one. It was a weird. That one. is weird. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of rules like that too. I'm, I'm really like, glad that's not a thing in wrestling because like I could barely say titles, names in Spanish, well, let alone yeah. keep points. Anytime you feel tempted to say the rules are simple. 
your match is probably too complicated. Yeah, when you have to put the rules up on screen, it's too much rules. Except for War Games. Yeah. War Games is fine. Or the yeah. Royal Rumble. Or the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Those are the two exceptions. We should that should be a spot at Sanctuary where the flatmates make overly a, complicated rules. Make oh, it's gonna be like the Duff Cup. Yeah, <laughs> they make overly complicated rules, but that only a good idea. only apply to them that, that <laughs> yeah. they have to. Like it just makes Flat, it so they win. House rules, flatmates house rules. Yeah, flatmate house rules. Like, oh, a, I hear you say a pin is worth six points. Yeah. A, yeah. This is this is dangerously close to the Dup Cup in early TNA. <laughs> it was like their hardcore thing, but you got points for stuff. Peter says I have shamed my house. <laughs> <laughs> I get a drink. Uh, they would do this thing where, like, if you threw the guy, the person in an outhouse, you had to get ten points. And uh, you, if you dump somebody's head in the outhouse, it was like three points, but it was five points that there was shit in it. <laughs> And it was it was very very Vince Russo. I need to go watch this. I've never heard if, of it. If you have Impact Plus, you can you can take a look at the Dup Cup. I'm gonna go look for that tonight. <laughs> watch some Dump Cups. Yeah, the, the Dup Cup and uh, uh, yeah, it was the one guy uh, was um, he was the other guy that was always with the Hardys. Champagne was one of them, or like I think it was like Otto Schwanz or something like that. I forget the other one was. Don't know. But yeah, the uh, the Dub Cup was something. That's that's actually. Uh, oh, the other one was Trevor Murdoch, the reigning NWA World Champion, was the one talking about you get five points with their shit in the outhouse. <laughs> uh, so nothing to do with Ring of Honor. But uh, yeah, the um, the that four way was, I believe, Loki, Danielson, Daniels, and Doug Williams. It was uh, Loki, Doug Williams. Daniels and uh, Spanky. Spanky, that's right. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, Danielson. And is it right. the same time where the Super 8 has happened? or this The Super 8 has been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Super 8 has been around since like 94. The 90s, yeah. Because Daniel, Daniels won it like, what, three times? Yeah. There there was some overlap. A lot of, The Super 8 was another one of those things where they were bringing names from across the country. And that was really what, especially early Ring of Honor was, is you had like, you would get like the best two or three guys from each area. Like, you, you would bring in all these t- TWA guys from Texas, which were Michael's guys. You would bring in Danielson and Paul London and Spanky. And then you would have people from California bring in Daniels and Donovan Morgan. And I think Mike Modest did a few shows. And you would bring in Mikey Whipwreck's guys from New York. And you, know, you, you know what in- this is kind of sounding like to me right now? What? Sanctuary. Pretty much. We're like yeah, it's AC a little Loke. more localized. Yeah, yeah. AC Loke brings his guys. That's cool. Brings his. It's like all these yeah. different schools. Ace Austin's bringing his guys, and it's right. all. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It, but this is like, it's like the sanctuary, but on a nationwide scale. Like they're bringing people in, like Punk and Punk and Ace Steel and and Cole Cabana are coming in from Chicago. Like you're bringing people from across the country. Where yeah, the sanctuary does the same thing for locally. Yeah, yeah. You have your backbreakers guys. You have your. It just fucking sucks because everything guys. you're talking about is like. The reason I love going there, yeah. And then you're talking like this is kind of like the yeah, it's the what Ring of Honor was, yeah. and uh, so yeah, Xavier does lose to uh, or our Loki does lose to Xavier pretty quickly, September 21st, less than two months later, and then uh, Xavier lost on March 22nd, 2003, to the guy who kind of becomes the champ uh, in Ring of Honor to this day, and that's Samoa Joe, uh, who had a 645 day title reign. Ooh, baby. Mm-hmm. Now is this? Do they only have one title in circulation there? Or what uh, you had the your world title and tag titles, and that was it. Yeah, and, and usually all the ROH tag or uh, world title reigns were for long. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are some of the first tag team champions and stuff there? Um, Donovan Morgan and Daniels. <laughs> they actually uh, had a. Uh, it started out as a trophy that represented the tag team. One trophy represented the tag team titles. So they do this thing 
because Daniels had the prophecy faction, which had a bunch of guys. So they kind of Freebird ruled it a little bit in the early beginnings. But yeah, outside of that, I'm not really sure. Okay. Yeah, I know you had um, special. Did Special K win it? I, I, I would assume. Special K was all over those shows. They love the uh, drug reference. They love the club kid thing there. Yeah. Um, the prophecy. AJ Styles and Amazing Red. Wow. The Backseat Boys. Uh, they, they were like a local Philly area tag team. Uh, special K. Yeah, Dixie and Izzy. The Briscoe Brothers would win it a lot. Um, the Second City Saints. Do you know who the Second City Saints are? Tony? I do not. That would be CM Punk and Cole Cabana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Prophecy again, BJ Whitmer and Dan Matt. What have they ever done? Uh, yeah. Second City Saints. The Rottweilers, Rocky Romero, and uh, somebody that uh, Andy here knows pretty yeah, well, Ricky, Ricky Reyes. Reyes. Or, uh, or you may know him now, Break is Cortez Castro. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Peter said Joe's ROH run is what brought me back into wrestling. Uh, I was beginning to stretch. It was a dominant run where he was just every night he was the best. And it, it was kind of like if you took what Nick Gage is to the GCW people now, but you make him this guy who wrestles a really straight up style and not deathmatch wrestling. Okay. That's, that's what Joe was to Ring of Honor. Nice. Uh, and without him losing the title all the time, because I know Gage lost like Rick Champagne. And, and people didn't care seeing him hold it the whole time? No, because it was like I think they really liked the longer yeah. title reigns because at that time WWE was flipping the world title a lot. Yeah, yeah. it was. It's like it's, it's tonight the night he gets beat. Is is this the guy that's going to beat him? And then they did like the super thing with uh, did he wrestle Kabashi while he was champion? I think he did. It was non-title, but they brought in Kenta Kabashi yeah. from uh, from Ring of Honor or from All Japan. Or well, that's what that that's point. what Dan, uh, Brian Daniels and Kenny are doing this week, right? It's where it's non-title, it's non-title. Yeah. yeah, that's I enjoy that. Like. Where you're like, hey, you're not, you just got here, kid. You don't have a record. Like, you can't go, even though you're fucking. Best yeah, in I the mean, world. It, it's funny, but also, if like, if Conor McGregor came to Bellator, he's not got to fight his way to a title shot. Yeah. Like, but it, it kind of builds up to like, okay, we're not getting the title match right away, but yeah. like, Daniels can beat it, Kenny it, and be like, I got one on. It's you. all right if it's done right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and yeah, so th- those are some of your early ones. Uh, the Carnage crew did have a quick, a quick run, Loke and DeVito. Uh, he said it was almost two years. You said 600 and... 640 some odd days. It was very close to two yeah. years, yeah. And then uh, Jackson Hill says, uh, Andy is dreaming. Oh, wow. There you go. I, I am quite dreaming. <laughs> so, what, yeah. did, what did you say? Was it this podcast or the other one? If people see me naked, yeah, I, I, won't not, I won't be embarrassed. I won't be embarrassed. I'd be very embarrassed. <laughs> so uh, so Joe's uh, reign does co- um, come to an end from somebody brought up earlier, Austin Aries. They kind of established this thing where Joe's weakness was you could catch him in a flash pin. Because that's how people they would beat him by like rolling him up. So he's like Shane Baszler in WWE. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, but while Joe is champion, uh, that's when we have the uh, the Rob Feinstein incident. So uh, this happens on March third, two thousand four, on uh, a local NBC News at ten newscast. Uh, they were basically doing that. Um, to, just for to catch a predator. Yeah. So, so just to be clear, I don't know anything about the story, so okay. I'm, I'm excited right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this was before it was like nationwide, like they would do it on local shows. And I don't think they got the police involved with these until later. Uh, it was this, it was this website that was back around then called pervertedjustice.com. They're the ones who worked with Chris Hansen. Uh, yeah, but they weren't doing it under the, like with law enforcement. So that's why nobody got arrested here. Yeah, well, the early days of the catch a predator yeah. he worked with perverted justice Yeah, and they would just catch him on TV, but let them go. Yeah. And that's what this was. And yeah. this was basically the lead up to that becoming a, a national thing. They would do it on the local news. And this was on the local news in Philly. And they find out through these chat logs, it, lo- it certainly looks like uh, Rob Feinstein has been chatting with a 13, a 14-year-old boy. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and he was talking about taking him to the mall. Uh, they were the the famous line is he talks about him only uh, being fourteen. And the famous line is, "LOL, I'll pretend you said 18. Yeah. This is the famous line that is in the chat transcripts. That will do it. And uh, so they basically, he comes to this house where he thinks he's meeting this kid to take him to the mall. Uh, he sees the camera crew, turns around and runs right back to his <laughs> car, which I think had ROH vi vanity tags, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, Probably an RF video sticker. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was RF video was the, uh, the, the vanity. What's that, Kyle? Said any promotion's good promotion, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe this is testing that. Dude, my favorite to catch a predator back in the day was when they told the guy to get naked in the garage. Yeah, he did. And, and, he, and he came in, he's sitting at the kitchen counter naked, and they're just like, what's up? And he's like, fuck. And then they caught the guy like three days later again. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so what Rob Feinstein has said, we'll, we'll give his side of the story here. He has since said that the chat logs were doctored. Yeah. Uh, Peter says, I'll pretend you said 18. There it is. LOL, I'll pretend you said 18. And then, and then Jackson says the fun athletic guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talked about that earlier. Yep. <laughs> um, so Feinstein has said that the, uh, the chat logs were doctored. Like he didn't really say most of those things. This was before Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, that the pictures that he supposedly sent this kid were stolen from his office desk. And the ROH office at this time is where the school is now in Bristol. Like we, this, So we were in the office. We were in the office, yeah. Um, he said his, uh, that the photos that, that he supposedly sent this kid were stolen off of his desk at his office, uh, that he was set up by the owner of PervertedJustice.com. Nobody ever knew his real name, but he, he was a wrestling fan. He would go by Xavier Von Erich, <laughs> was the name he used online. Um, and he said that he set him up and that uh, Carrie Silken, who was the co-owner, the silent partner of ROH, set him up. And that one of the front office workers, uh, Sid Eck, who he was fighting with, also set him up because they were trying to strong arm, out, strong arm him out of the company. All right. So I here's... I just you know, got together and said, we, you're out. Yeah. So my <laughs> thing is, is this is where I think we fall in a little bit of dangerous territory. And I could be wrong. This I'm not I'm not sold on my convictions here. I'm just speaking. Right. So if I say something bad, don't be able to like, drop fines. So like, no, I'm just I'm not defining him at all. What if he got caught and it's good and it's over and he's out of the business? Great. That's well, better. He's not out of the business. Yeah, I'm just saying anything like that is fine. But like in today's time, there's a lot of promotions where a lot of these indie talent go and build a nice resume, put really good matches mm -hmm. on and have this as documentation and then the owner does some slimy stuff and that entire promotion goes away it's kind of like if a kid's a running back or a quarterback for a school mm -hmm. like when penn state all those kids went and did all those accomplishments and won all those mm -hmm. things and had all those accolades and then the coach gets in trouble or the owner gets in trouble and then all those kids records get erased forever yeah that's not right and it, it's kind of it kind of bums me out where like you see like hey iwtv or this promotion is going to take all this promotions content off the internet because the owner was scumbag it's like yeah yeah but there's a lot of really good stuff that people did in those yeah, promotions i don't agree with taking that all down yeah so like, realistically if or if this roh thing happened in today's time it would probably be it, it goes away yeah and every, yeah. and and the and the path that ROH has formed like it now doesn't happen yeah. you know what i mean so it just this was big back then yeah it yeah. Al that almost happened then yeah uh that yeah. almost happened then so the a lot of the talent was like including Samoa Joe who was their champion at the time there's actually you can find his live journal if you want to go back to 2004 <laughs> or 3 his live journal, live journal about being so angry about this a lot of the talent said, if he's involved, I'm out. Uh, arenas started to pull out. And um, so the, they basically they came to an agreement where Carrie Silken bought 100%. Because I think there was like a, 
I forget. I don't know if it was 50 50 or what the partnership was financially. Yeah. But Carrie Silken, who was a ticket broker, who was not, he was always behind the scenes up to this point. Yeah. Now, he, did he was the any, money guy. Were any charges or any? No. Nothing was he ever was done. Never with charged him. with a crime. Rob Feinstein was never charged with a crime. So it was kind of just like he was publicly ousted, but not yeah, he was criminally in charge. He was convicted in the court of public opinion. Okay. And I just uh, want to be clear with the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and still to this day is involved in wrestling. He, yeah. uh, our video still does shoot interviews. They do a lot of things. I seen him at the Philly Wizard World when I was there and he was selling uh, merchandise. This is, this is all good for me to know because I don't know this stuff. So if I ever go to a show, I'll, I'll show you, Rob. Point me and be you. like, don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually met him at the ECW show in uh, 2006. Oh, I met him a couple uh, times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so that 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 happens and he's out and they I, I think they lost one of their venues i think that's when the rexplex pulled out at least temporarily uh in in elizabeth new jersey that's when tna first said hey we don't want our contracted guys working ring of honor because a lot of people did both aj styles did both chris saban did both yeah. mm-hmm. amazing red did both and uh tna this is the first time i said no we don't want to share talent with ring of honor and uh so so even with that happening, they, they like they didn't die, but they got rocked, and it was very touch and go there for a little. It's pretty bit. crazy how many times just uh, just for me just getting into wrestling and just recently, and then hearing these older stories, and we're not even halfway through that. ROH as a company has has gone through a lot and survived. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of turmoil, a lot of ownership changes, a lot of uh, losing almost their entire talent pool. Yeah, very much like ECW, different product, but kind of the same story. They were very mm-hmm. influential in showing, like, basically providing a template that other companies use to exceed them. Like ECW kind of gave WWF the blueprint for attitude, and then WWF took that and took it to the moon. ROH kind of provided the blueprint for an AEW or an, even an NXT, mm-hmm. and they kind of took it and blew it up to the moon. Yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, at this point you do have the big match with Joe and Kabashi, uh, and Joe loses to Austin Aries, who would in turn lose to uh, a guy who everybody thought was leaving the company that night. So this is going to be around 2005, and it's coming out that CM Punk is signing a deal with the WWE, and he's going to be reporting to OVW for developmental. And so they, they do a, they announce a big match. Austin Aries is going to defend the title against CM Punk. And they don't say it, but everybody kind of knows, yeah, this is Punk's last match before he goes to, to OVW. Except it's not. Punk wins. Punk mm-hmm. beats Austin Aries. Guess what he does after he wins the title? <laughs> You'll never guess. Does he blow a kiss and leave? No. <laughs> Takes out that contract and signs it on the ROH title. Beautiful. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sign his developmental deal on the title. Wow, because yeah, I think then all everyone there hated WWE. Mm-hmm. That's the enemy. So he like, left as like, like the top heel. He didn't leave it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's still around. Yeah. Oh boy. He, the, the rumor is he's leaving, and then he goes, "Yeah, I am leaving." Here's the contract, and then after he wins the world title, their world title, well, happy to tell them he signs the WWE contract on the title. So they're like, "You fucking asshole." <laughs> <laughs> and is it more of a heel move than Cardano winning the GCW? About equal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he every, every match is like, is, is this the night Punk loses? Is this night he just walks off with the title? Uh, kind of like what WWE did later. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person who eventually beats him is a megastar. No, you'll never guess who beats him. Yeah, <laughs> if you had a thousand guesses, you would, not you, get you would never get it ever. <laughs> 
So without even watching that, that would be the right thing to do. Like whoever's the one to dethrone well, him. Would you be. would think, but yeah. the guy, well, the guy had a career, but it yeah. wasn't. All right. I'm excited. All right. All right. Um, He's a great wrestler. Yeah. He got a manager and had funny. Yeah. Vignettes. Yeah. He, uh, he had the General Lee logo yeah. on the back of his yeah. tights for a little Before bit. Before it was canceled. Yeah. Are you talking about the, the redneck guy? Yep. The old guy. Yep. No, not, not Trevor Murda. No, not the old guy. You know him because you've seen him. Him and another guy were Yeah, he was, uh, a security, he was a security guard for a little bit. Yeah. All right. No let's go. Do you remember uh, Nidia? Who? Do you know Nidia? Nidia? No. Oh. Do you remember the Young Dragons or the Jung Dragons? <laughs> no. Do you remember Jamie's son? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Yeah, baby. Do it. Kiss, <laughs> kiss him, Nidia. Kiss him. <laughs> I was but, thinking of the guy who passed away not too long ago who used to wear the no, he's Confederate alive. flag on his trunks. Oh, Tracy Smothers. Oh, no. Oh, no Tracy Smothers, I would have no. loved to have seen Tracy have, Smothers. Be that would have awesome. <laughs> <laughs> been great. You told oh, me I, somebody I would never guess, and I would have never thought of that yeah. Tracy Smothers guy. Oh, I want that now, though. It never happened. Yeah. Um, but no, so... Uh, this is the original summer of punk when they talk about the summer. And, and real of punk. quick, the only reason why I I would have said that that Smothers guy because I remember a lot of people saying that they worked with him on the indie scene at one point in time mm -hmm. and he was really not. A lot like, of people, yeah, a lot yeah, people like did. Matt he Turner said he was really yeah. like, he was awesome in a lot. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason I thought maybe Chris him when you said Rebel Flag. So, okay, no, no, he didn't have the Rebel Flag. He had like the the like the General a, Lee. He had like orange and then like a black O one or O O or whatever the General Lee. Was. Yeah, that's why my brain went there. So um, I'm not a complete idiot, I guess. So yeah, this is the summer of punk, <laughs> and every night could be the last night he's there. And he winds up losing on September 17, 2005, to James Gibson <laughs> with the Tiger Driver, better known as Jamie Noble. Yeah, J&J &J Security. J&J Security with Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, that Jamie Noble, James Gibson, uh, was the um, was the new champion. He he's one of the throne punk, but not that long after he beats Punk, he resigns with WWE. <laughs> So they're losing another he, guy. He left WWE for only like a short period, right? Yeah, it was very quick. And he just went and beat CM Punk and then left again. Yeah, he like his no compete was up. He shows up in Ring of Honor. He's a champion. He's back. Does he even defend his title? He just... does lose his title. Uh, this one's a little bit of a better, a better champion. He loses it to Brian Daniels. Yeah. So we could, you couldn't even do Brian Danielson beat CM Punk and get a title. No, nope. oh, that'd be silly. Wow. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous yeah. premise. <laughs> Danielson versus Punk. No one's ever yeah. going to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we get into something that's very fun, and we almost did a whole episode on. This is when we get into the uh, the ROH versus CZW feud. Mm -hmm. So this is when I come in. I'm okay. not obviously wrestling for them, but I mean, this is when I'm watching it. I didn't yeah, realize I was it was this late in the game where they did this. I thought it was like 03 or something. It was like 05, 06. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And uh, your CZW champion, uh, you know his significant other fairly well now. You've met her a few times. Uh, Chris Hero is your champion now. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. Um, she is an absolute fucking sweetheart. She is. She, she was... Uh, her and Mercedes both Yeah, were, were very fun to be around. Um, Rachel made me more of a fan, even more of her inside work, of how personable she is outside the ring. I loved her t-shirt she was wearing later in the night that night. She had a, a T-shirt that was basically a black and white version of the Brody Hansen picture, the legendary oh, okay, like Brody yeah, Hansen yeah. picture. She just reminded me to go and check her pro wrestling tees because I didn't have my cash on me to buy a shirt off her. So thank you. <laughs> so, um, so Chris Heroes uh, uh, at a CZW show. CZW is basically the GCW of its day. It was yeah. the super ultra violent like hardcore. ECW. Yeah, and they would run the ECW arena. And they've actually run more CZW shows there than ECW shows. Yeah. And uh, 
and then ROH would run the Murphy Rec Center, which was not too far up the street. And um, uh, the National Guard Armory. In yeah, and the Armory. But they do a, a January show for CZW uh, in January of 05. And they had, they're saying it's going to be the afternoon because ROH is doing a show that day and, and everything must stop for them is what Chris, Chris Hero says. And then during the show, he's calling out uh, Brian Danielson to defend the ROH title in CZW. And then they do a show on the 14th of that month, that month where Brian Danielson, Nigel McGinnis, who I believe was the pure champion at this point, the pure title was there then. Real, real quick, Rachel has fucking dope shirts. She has one of her with the Road Warriors paint on, and it says Warrior Ellerling. Oh, oh that's okay. cool. Yeah, okay. she has some pretty cool shit. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think it was all of ROH's champions, because you had Brian Danielson, who was your that's cool. world champion. That is nice. Yeah. Uh, you had um, Nigel McGinnis, who was your pure champion, and your tag champions, who were Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. They all jumped the rail to CZW show, and they, uh, they, beat up, um, they beat up Chris Hero. And then later that night, Chris Hero, Spider Nate Webb, Adam Flash, and CZW referee Bryce Remsburg. Yeah. Love that dude. Uh, arrive at ROH. And uh, they do have the title match that night, and Danielson defeats Chris Hero. Uh, but, and then <laughs> it's funny, Live Journal factors into this quite a bit in the early days. Live Journal. Uh, they were doing an angle on Live Journal, and uh, an ROH uh, commentator, this is one of the many names that Gabe Sapolsky used when he was the so, color guy. So, Live Journal is kind of like when. Alistair Black did the vignettes on Instagram. Yeah, or like if somebody tries to work on their Twitter or something like yeah. that. Like Cardone and Gage did a lot of their work on Twitter. Uh, Tony Depp and Ron Funches did a lot of their work on Twitter. To, yeah. to promote I'm just that. putting it in context if we have younger listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Live Journal was basically like a blog, like yeah, a long... Zanga at the time. Yeah. So some of this dumb stuff I'm saying like, oh, I sound like an idiot. Is this what you mean? I'm just putting in context yeah, for really. the listener. Yeah, sure you are. Um, <laughs> Playing a character. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh ROH commentator uh Jimmy Bauer, who was ROH Booker Gabe Sapolsky, um with one of his many uh nicknames that he used. He, he would do a lot of color on ROH shows and just use a fake name. Uh he he's burying Chris Hero on commentary during a match. And just the war erupts, there's run-ins, uh like just people from one show messing up the other show, people who work for both companies having to take sides and things like that. So it all ends on July 15th, 2006 with Death Before Dishonor 4, uh, which is the Cage of Death mm -hmm. War Games match. That's when I was at. It's uh, Team R. It. Mm -hmm. Which bleachers were you on? I was on the ROH side, of course. All right. Uh, that is super cool that they did that. Like, yeah. they yeah. up like a soccer. Yeah. And they had signs. This is how yeah. I said. It was like high school football. Yeah. yeah. Love our, that. Because you had both, both companies were run out of Philly. Both companies had rabid fan bases, and they were very different. You, you, uh, you had your people who were more into the hardcore you know, dives, chairs, stuff, Nick Gage type stuff. And then you had, even though I think Nick Gage might have been in, no, he wasn't in prison at this it's point. It's fun to think of, but then like you have the people who take it too seriously and then they're meeting in the fucking parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of that really yeah. happened. Can you I imagine if WWE and AEW did something like that? Like you had separate bleachers? <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> fucking epic. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to imagine if the ROH fans and the CCW fans got to fight. I can't, I can't envision a way that ends well for the ROH fans. Yeah. yeah they would probably get the shit kicked out. Uh, you could see the yeah. have some type of uh, yeah. light tube or something. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just the character. I am real. <laughs> that was a good setup. I like that, Jack. So um, you have Team ROH, which is Ace Steel, uh, who was uh, the guy who was really responsible for kind of breaking in Punk and Cabana, uh, teaming with Adam Pierce. By the way, quick aside on Ace Steel. Do you remember the, the, the joke they did on WWE? Mm. 
uh, there was a thing where Ace Steel got his hair cut on Raw. They were like showing off something, and they asked him, "What's your name?" He's like a plan. He goes, "Scott Colton," yeah. and that's Cole Cabana's real name. And then, like yeah. a few weeks later, Cole Cabana wrestled a dark match on Heat, and his or Velocity knows, and his name was Chris Guy, which was Ace Steel's <laughs> real name. But <laughs> so, so Cole Cabana had his name dropped on e- WWE twice. Yeah, yeah. Cole well, Cabana no. was there for a little bit. Yeah, he was there. It was Scotty Goldman. Yeah, but I'm saying like his name was dropped in like a vignette or a yeah. promo yeah. twice. With mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's Ace Steel, Adam Pierce, who is currently an authority figure on WWE. He's on Team ROH. BJ Whitmer, the ROH champion, Samoa Joe, and a mystery entrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're taking on Team CZW, which is Chris Hero. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, who you'll know better, Cesaro, who just turned on ROH and joined yeah. CZW. Is the uh, your, your trainer or yes. train? Yeah, one of your trainers. Yeah, uh, Nate Webb, uh, who was not like any uh, a CZW man, mainstay. Uh, the Necro Butcher, who was. Uh, Do you ever see the movie The Wrestler? Mm-hmm. He's the guy that's wrestling Mickey Rourke, where they're stapling each other and slapping each other. Yeah. That's Necro Butcher. Yeah, and uh, and a another mystery opponent. Each side has a mystery guy. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. So what happens is. You know. The mystery guy, and they've been building up this whole time that Homicide seems like he's going to be the guy that's going to beat Brian Danielson for the title. So just the way this is already set mm-hmm. up, right? We each have a like the way they go into this where it's like bleachers are separated, mm-hmm. one company versus the other. Each yeah. team has a mystery guy no one knows. Yeah, that's exciting. That's good yeah, booking. It was, yeah, it was a very yeah. good and, and It's probably the best storyline. Probably Farwich, I think. And it's war, it's war game style, yeah. so people are coming out like every like five minute period, and then people coming out every two minutes. And they even have JJ Dillon come out to toss the coin yeah. for the war games. <laughs> the king of the coin toss, never lost one in his life. He comes out to uh, to toss the coin. Now, what crowd are they playing into here? That they're the ROH of the baby faces okay. here. This yeah. is on an ROH show. Yeah. Uh, so ROH of the baby faces here. And at the end of the day, the real heel is Brian Danielson, uh, because Brian Danielson is the mystery guy for Team C- uh, ROH, but he's about to def- make a big title defense against Samoa Joe, so he turns on Samoa Joe and wrecks his leg. So he's the mystery guy, and he's going to beat up a guy from Team ROH so bad that, 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 he, that Joe can't continue, and Danielson just walks out. So now it's going to be five on three. Who was, who was the mystery guy for... Eddie Kingston was a mystery guy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Eddie Kingston was a mystery Chikara's guy. Chikara's first champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first grand champion of Chikara. So the real thing they're building up long term is that Homicide is going to be the number one baby face, the guy that probably is going to dethrone Danielson. So even though Danielson was a mystery guy because he walked out, Arwich can put in the guy in his place because he didn't go in the match. And so that's when Homicide comes in, cleans house, and he wins the Cage of Death War Games for Team Ring of Honor. What was it like in the arena that night? That was alive. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was real. Did you real lose hot. your shit when Homicide came out? I wasn't a big Homicide guy, so yeah. I was. I was a big Brandon Anderson fan. <laughs> so I was like, oh, come on. Did you go and switch bleachers? Yeah. <laughs> Heel turn. If you look at the guys on that team, yeah, Claudio, yeah, yeah, Claudio, Claudio, like hero. Were you, were you training at this time, or were you just not a fan? yet? You were just yet. a fan. Yeah, yeah. So when you started training at Chikara and you see. Claudio, is, yeah, and then you're like, This is the guy training me. That's like, That's kind of dope, yeah. And I was like, I can, like, I see Nate Webb and some other people. I was like, They can wrestle, I can wrestle, yeah. <laughs> like, for the same size, like, <laughs> yeah. Interesting, that's fun. That's good, a little ins- good insight mm-hmm. there, yeah. Because I, I know I would, I mean, dude, I'm still fucking having moments where I'm backstage and I'm marking out, but I'm trying to look like I've been there yeah. before. So I couldn't imagine like you had a, a, sh- a hot show like that, and then you're like, I'm gonna start training, yeah. And, I was at a couple before that, too. and then like, the guy, the storyline I seen, yeah, because of that arena warfare, and I was like, mm-hmm. kind of the start of it. 
Was was Claudio always that guy that when you see him, you're like, this dude's gonna be fucking something? Yeah, you're like, wow, he's so good. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this guy's great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then they put him on SmackDown wrestling. <laughs> then he hits WWE. <laughs> and, and the all. former rugby player. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oxana's boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Antonio Cesaro. Yeah. All right, we're at it. 132 here. So Homicide is your emerging baby face now. He dethrones Brian Danielson. Uh, the title then goes on to, very quickly, Homicide wasn't shaping for long. No. Takashi Morishima gets it from Japan. Uh, then Nigel McGuinness was really the next great ROH champion. This, this is when I come in, by the way. This is when I started. With okay. And Nigel then, this is when I started Morishima. going to a lot of shows. And so, Nigel then is the voice of NXT, correct? Yeah, NXT UK. Yeah. UK, yeah. Uh, Nigel was excellent. Nigel was really good. He did the Dean Ambrose clothesline where you're yeah, the bouncing <laughs> in the ropes, oh, the wacky is. line. Yeah, the wacky line. I forget what like, it wasn't. The Tower of London. That was the the, the jawbreaker. The top. Jawbreaker yeah. Larry was his finisher. Mm -hmm. Okay. That Nigel did. That, that's yeah. like, Nigel's title reign is like one of my favorite title reigns of all time. It was, it was excellent. Great stuff. Yeah. I was at the one uh, final battle show where it was him and Aries. Excellent. One of the best matches I've ever seen live. You could also watch him and Brian Danielson at Unified when it was the pure championship and yeah. the, uh, world right. championship and the Unified. That's when they first oh, retired okay. the pure title. Um, so backstage turmoil in 2008 during Nigel's reign. That is when Gabe Sapolsky, who has been the booker from day one, is fired. Uh, kind of a conflict with Kerry Silken. He's uh, fired October 26, 2008. Uh, he goes off to start first uh, Dragon Gate USA, which everybody called Dragon Gabe because he was the guy behind it. Uh, then he started doing Evolve. And uh, so, yeah, he was kind of ousted here. And he was like the creative mind behind our. Is the guy, time. the guy we're talking about for Evolve, is that the one when you watch the Vice documentary of of Evolve? He's the one in, like, he's the main guy there with he the might be on black hair goatee. That Gabe has black hair and a goatee. I didn't know they did a, a Vice did a whole thing where they oh. had a guy going around kind of just hanging out at Evolve and like Keith Lee was there. This yeah. is when they did Darby Allen versus um oh. it was probably Gabe. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it had his dude just watching him as a person backstage, like he, he knew what he was doing. Like it seemed like he ran a good locker room. Uh, he has a it, lot of experience. I, I don't know him personally, so I can't say how good uh, he was. Well, well trying to run a show with Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. He would sell programs for ECW. Like he was he was like Kind of like that guy who's like an ECW. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll sell a program. I'll do this. I'll do that. that yeah, was it's on Vice. I don't know if it's the it's the evolved documentary. I don't get Vice. But, but that, it, it's, on, it's on YouTube. Yeah. You could find okay. it. On, I watched it on YouTube like three times already. Um, Darius is actually in oh, the wow. locker room. Darius Carter. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, love Darius. Yes, dude's amazing. Um, so Adam Pierce uh, becomes the Booker of Ring of Honor at this point. The company gets a TV deal with HDNet in 2009. Jim Cornette comes in at this point as mm -hmm. one of the main creative guys. And he is also the um, uh, the producer for the HDNet TV show. And they make it a, a very unpopular change. Nigel has been the champion for over a year now. Incredible title reign. And he loses it to Jerry Lynn, who... Yeah. Great wrestler, but he was at the end of his end of the line here. Uh, he, his best days were far, far behind him. Um, That's when I started losing interest in ROH, because it was so damn. good. Yeah, and uh, the crowd would chant geriatric at him. Yeah, <laughs> they, they also they put so much time into building Tyler Black, who was getting yeah. really hot at the time. That's that was the logical next champion to dethrone Nigel mm -hmm. after this long title reign is to give it to Tyler Black. Yes. But they Jerry Lynn just comes in randomly, like there wasn't even a lot of build to it, and just mm -hmm. takes it. That's Tyler so. Black is Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't get a ton until way later. Uh, but this is kind of the end of ROH as you know it, and uh, Austin Aries later thrones. Uh, Jerry Lynn to become the first two-time champion. That was the last. So this this is almost like the second time now where ROH took a pretty big hit here. They yeah, lose their head well, booker. Well, they're, they're not. They, it was a hit of their own making. They fired him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were just remaking things. And HDNet was hard to find. And yeah. It's just. And it lost, and it was too polished, in my opinion. Like yeah. Ring of Honor, the magic of it was it felt kind of underground and it had that, you know, just in, indie feel, I guess, but mm-hmm. it just felt cool. When it went to HDNet, if, like I said, it felt too produced and yeah, it was, it was weekly, right? It was like a weekly yeah. show. Something about that, it was like almost like overexposing some of these guys, in my opinion. And like I said, that's kind of when I tuned out as well. Yeah. And this is around the time they're also. Uh, or maybe a little later than this, Carrie Silkin's looking to kind of get out from being the, the financial guy. And Cornette is the one that helps broker a deal with Sinclair Broadcast Group. And they own a lot of uh, small TV stations. Like they own Fox 56 up here. Mm-hmm. And they'll own like, they own t- they're one of the largest owners of local TV stations in the country. And they own Ring of Honor. And uh, Cornette's kind of the guy in charge initially. And Gary Juster, who I believe is still with the company. He was an old WCW guy. And yeah, like things are changing. And and one of the big things is in 09, that's when you lose probably your two biggest stars for the last year years. You lose Brian Danielson, he and uh Nigel McGuinness. Danielson goes to WWE and McGuinness goes to TNA. Desmond Wolf. Desmond Wolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was not too good in TNA. Other than his uh, matches with Kurt Angle. His matches yeah. with Kurt Angle were great, yes. but outside of that, yeah, not much. And uh so you have a new crop of main eventers coming in now. Uh Tyler Black finally gets his run at the top. Kevin Steen gets a big run here. Eddie Edwards, Davey this, Richards. This is probably the time of ROH where I would like to tune in and start watching it because this is like the time of all the people that I'm big fans of. Okay, yeah, this is the time. Where, but like, you would have knew some people before. because yeah. like, like uh, Seth was there when he was Tyler Black in the Age of the Fall with yeah. Jimmy Jacobs. I'm, I'm sure some of the names you're going to say here more are going to be more mouth-watering. And Matt Seidel was there. He Matt would know Seidel. Matt Seidel. El Generico, who would be Sami Zayn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, ones you, the one you have to really bring up, we only kind of mentioned them in passing because they were the constant... Like all these things are changing. The one constant are the Briscoe. Yeah, the Briscoes are there forever. They're there for their lifers are still there. Yeah. Uh, Jay's been the, the world champion a few times, and they're like something like 10 time tag champions. Uh, and, and they're a big part of it here. And that's when they start doing those great promos on the farm. Yeah. They're talking about uh <laughs> my favorite one is uh they're they're about to wrestle uh Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly they're called like Team Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. They talk about Terry Funk didn't wear no mouthpiece, Bruiser Brody <clears throat> didn't wear no mouthpiece. They talk about getting a fight at a bar with the MMA guys. <laughs> and they're talking about like how uh, they they just started lifting, so their muscles are popping a little bit, and they get into a bar fight with the MMA guys, and like, then uh, we we take the the mug of beer, bash them in the head, and they start complaining like we cheated. <laughs> Great things you can find those old bristles. But more names you just said there, um, O'Reilly, and O'Reilly, Adam, Adam Cole. They, yeah, they were in the tag scene there, and uh, Bobby Fish and and uh, Tyler uh, Riley, yeah, Red, Red, Red Dragon, Red Dragon, yep. And so that's like kind of that generation. Michael Elgin, uh, people don't really get to talk, yeah, like talking about now. Canceled. Um, and then they really hit some big highs when they started bringing in uh, with the uh, this thing they started working with New Japan, and that's how they bring in the Young Bucks. That's how they bring in Kenny Omega, Cody, Cody for a little bit. Yeah, after Cody left, up this, to- and then ROH mm-hmm. at this time is where well, that's not quite yet. That would be like 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so 2010. Th- so like 2010 and on, like you had Kevin Steen and El Generico were your big guys, and then Jay Briscoe beats Kevin Steen, and he's Isn't, your top um, guy at this time. Excalibur doing commentary? No. Our no. Excalibur was a voice for ROH for a little bit? No. No? P- PWG. 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 Okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of like ROH West. Yeah. And that's that's where a lot of the AEW people start to come together. Like ROH and PWG, like ROH, that was one indie that ROH would never have a problem with their guys working because their guys really loved working there. Yeah. ROH, ROH and PWG became the launching point of what we, and, and New Japan had that kind of that open door policy, which allowed the elite to breathe and kind of get that, yeah. that, that momentum. 
Yeah, because ROH had the working agreement with New Japan and the Bucks were never going to not do PWG. Yeah, it was only once a month. Yeah. yeah. And, and PWG didn't have TV, still don't. Like, it was PWG's business model is the old ROH business model. They're trying to sell DVDs. Mm-hmm. That's how they make their money live ticket sales and DVDs. You, there's no PWG streaming service. But like nowadays, it really should be. Yeah. yeah. They right. probably should give it the time. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta give it the time sooner or later. <laughs> At least you know they have it all on back catalog. They, they do. Hopefully, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, someone, Hopefully someone kept the DVD of yeah. each one. You know, or at least the file on the computer yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so you kind of the bridge in that era is then you go from like Jay Briscoe to uh, Michael Elgin's around that time, Adam Cole, and that could see the Jay Lethal was uh, has been a top guy there mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Cole were future shock. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is why they had the shock the system in in United industry there. Yeah. And then you get to the Bucks and Cody and, and those type of guys, and they were kind of the, yeah, the like centerpieces there. To the point where ROH are actually the producers, and they own All In. Like, All In's the intellectual property belongs to ROH. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of got... Shafted. Shafted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we'll help yeah. you run this show, and the show does so good. They're like, we're going to start our own promotion, and we don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, Thanks. And then yeah. took almost the whole roster. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Because yeah, Daniels had come back and, and he was a major and it was, star was that final battle 2017, 2018. Was that the last one that the Kenny and the Bucks were on? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good show. That was the last ROH pay-per-view I bought. Yeah. Um, um and then after that, the ROH just felt like wasteland. Yeah, I mean, we during when this podcast kind of started coming about, what we we always did our end of the year like awards. Mm-hmm. And one of the awards we had was most disappointing. Yeah. And I believe right ROH far. won. Yeah. yeah. We said like, it, you know, and I think they're in a little better spot than that now. Yeah. They seem to be building another, an identity slowly again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, here's, here's it's a, hard with not knowing where to see it and, and then having no fans. And yeah. Then, and then they heard they're going back to no fans. The it's interesting like, thing uh, with ROH. And I, I kind of said, I think ROH is going to have a resurgence here because they can turn around and say like, we've, we've built all these people. And if they join, I know they have some bad blood with that whole, elite thing and like the, the AEW thing but they can be like look what we accomplished we have this whole back catalog you can watch all these great people and maybe open the door for these people to do like one-offs and stuff but it really yeah. seems like these these now and then and, and right now this landscape of wrestling where everyone's a free agent for the most part and there's all these people who are being fired who can go back and, and kind of rebrand ROH mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of those big names are getting snatched up by MLW MLW is picking up a lot of these names, like the, the Bobby Fishes, and yeah, and, it seems like ROH just doesn't want to spend money. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because it's like you would money. think all, a lot of these names would be like, oh, you're going to see them in ROH, and then ML, and you see MLW, MLW, yeah. M- MLW is doing a good job recruiting, and then bringing in those names to kind of build That's off. Why of. It's just, and it's like uh, there's like no buzz. You know, AEW has so much buzz. Yeah. ROH has no buzz. Yeah, there's nothing against the talent. And, and like I said, MLW is yeah, making yeah. making that buzz, yeah. and they're built. They're doing it because the biggest thing that can get you to have an audience, in my opinion, is to word of mouth. When word of mouth, and then when you do put a product on TV, if you have a hot crowd, yeah, people are going to buy into your product more because that crowd's hot. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. better way to get a hot crowd is run all your MLW shows in the old tw- in the twenty three hundred arena, the old ECW arena, and and that northeast. Circuit. I know MLW is usually based out of Florida, though. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that's where they're. That's what seems like where they're trying to put their stake in the ground. Well, yeah, why not? Just yeah. please say ECW. Right? Yeah, please. Yeah. Why do you say 2300? Isn't that what it's called now? Technically, nobody calls. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is technically. Um, nobody calls it that. <laughs> yeah. See, see, we got three people telling you. No one calls it. There's that. a lot of things like that in Philly. We brought up uh, Franklin Mills earlier. It's called Philadelphia Mills. Nobody calls it that. Yeah. It's the Frank. It's Franklin Mills. 
Um, in wrestling, if you just say Columbus arena, Boulevard, nobody calls right. it that. It's Delaware Avenue. Yeah. It's the arena or it's the ECW yeah. arena, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. And you, if you want to get a little funny, you can say Vikings Hall. But then you say, you know, the Viking arena. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Viking Singular. Hall. Yeah, and, then, and then you say the I'll, arena. I'll adjust that for the future references. Don't say New Alhambra. <laughs> <laughs> New Alhambra. <laughs> I call it Viking Hall. Jack says he calls it Viking Hall. Hey, there's that that old Viking Hall bingo sign. Yeah, that like yeah, sold South, for a lot of money. Yeah, the yeah. South Philadelphia Vikings. Yeah. Uh, they were a uh, mummers, still are a mummers group, I believe. Yeah, big parade every year on Thursday. Anyway, yeah, M- MLW has more buzz than ROH, which is a shame. And then ROH, like as people were coming out of the pandemic, they still did no crowds, and that's what hurt them and what hurt Impact. Because if you're watching, like you said, if you're watching a show and it's silence, you're like, mm, this is kind of boring. Yeah. Well, the one of the another reason why I wanted to subscribe to Ring of Honor Network. Not just to go back and look at all these great matches. Um, one of our, one of our, you know, he doesn't really. I mean, he, we know him. I, I don't want to say we're friends and put yeah. a false thing out, but we support Tony Deppen. Yeah, and he's making a name there. And then my personal friend, I'll say we're friends. Yeah, we're not friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'd love to be his personal friend. <laughs> you want know to be my friend, Tony? Um, but uh, you know, his brewery makes great beers. Yeah. The whole nine, everything's great with him. Um. But the uh, and also Dan has Dan House Dan House is, is also there who's who's very intriguing to me that I'd like to see more of. But uh, anything else with ROH before we? Uh, no, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That's where they're at now. Um, I know they do have uh, they do have a lot of things there. Actually, uh, if you put this up to the camera, that is Tony Deppin's signature on this business card I have in my is. in my wallet. There you go. There's an autograph yeah, from our best friend. There it best is, friend. <laughs> Best friend, uh, best best man at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna name my first kid after him, even though my name's Tony too. <laughs> well, <it's... laughs> I, I'm actually named after Tony Deppin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> time machine. We <laughs> we did older. actually meet we did actually meet Tony Deppin's dad at uh, Hamburg Fieldhouse. He is, and it looks weird. He, flex. He, he even said like, "I'm Tony Deppin's dad." I go, "Yeah, you totally are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you definitely are." Uh, Connor Thompson owns the old ECW signs that hung above the do- each. Door. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Of course he does. So, um, Kyle, wh- yes. what did you think of our ROH rundown? It was the shits. Try again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very, no, it's very, uh, obviously well prepared. And uh, yeah, ROH is just like, it's definitely, like you said, it's gone through highs and lows. Um, question anybody catch the pay per view that they did last weekend? No, we were, we, we were filming Camp Lee Frog and CFW our CFW right. that day. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I mean, I, I saw the car, I almost ordered it for whatever reason. I did it, I think I had something else going on, but it looked like they had a, a good card going. Um, they got crowds back, hopefully, they don't lose that. So, like you said, it's all about creating a buzz. And I mean, like, what is ROH doing that AEW isn't? It's the thing. So you got to do something yeah, to differentiate yourself. Part, yeah. I feel like MLW has its own identity to it. So <laughs> I feel like that's why it's got more of a buzz in ROH, in my opinion. But they, they, they'll they never die at Ring of Honor. They've been through it all. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have Outlast nine lines. And, and, and it Much was like Impact Outlast. Yeah, and it was a place where it was so over that people would just chant ROH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. when you know the crowd. Like, like you're doing AEW now. That's yeah. when the oh, fans yeah. really love the product. The, the most fun I've had watching wrestling is like, 2006 2007 ring of honor like when they were so at their peak yeah. it was so good yeah, yeah. they had so much talent that's running the wrestling world nowadays so mm-hmm. like 2017 2018 new japan yeah fire uh, yeah. he P said you know overall i believe he liked it but he says you did definitely forget the early show with icp on it yeah rh took some chances earlier yeah. rh did some interesting things i the one show i was at was the one where the carnage crew had uh just incredible join them yeah Got a gigantic pop. 
before we get through this and and get to our plugs and run this show, I wanted to quickly go through um, the brand new Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top Five Hundred. Go all five hundred. No, I just Number I just want to five hundred. I want to I want to <laughs> highlight some names that. Uh, Num- well, actually, really, we're going to highlight number four ninety nine. I know that's yeah. We're going to highlight some names that mean something to us. Five hundred Lulu pencil that we yeah. uh, that we got to work with or became close with, yeah. and just kind of give them their nod and be like congratulations. Mm-hmm. But we want to start with uh, four ninety nine, Kaya McKenna. So congratulations to her. We love her to death. Like I said, my um my co- my open swim commentator yeah, partner. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, Arthur Armada. Uh, 493, yeah, the another, former, another former, Camp Leapfrogger. Former Xavier Faraday, now part of uh, CC Boost's crew. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Leapfroggers made the list. Yes. Uh, and some some Leapfroggers, I think, should have made the list, but didn't. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that another day. Um, well, he showed up at Camp Leapfrog. Akira, 489. Yes. Deathmatch uh, King. Deathmatch King. Boy, I seen he wrestled Matt Mikowski yes, he did. Frog at Frog Sport. Our very, fir- my, our very first show we got to work. <laughs> that was actually at the heavyweights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was filmed the same. Yeah, it was Frog Sport Rules. Was it the heavy? And boy, his back. He just came yes. came back from a a, a, a deathmatch show, mm-hmm. and his back was destroyed. I was uh, one of the crowd members on that, so you're right on the ring, like you're hitting the mat, and I saw him get opened up very, very easily. Yeah, um, uh, right above him at 488, the boar. Another yes. Camp Leapfrogger that we get to see a lot. No, these aren't exclusive Camp Leapfroggers, yeah. but that's where we know them from. The boar will be in the trail mixer this Saturday. Yes. On IWTV. 478. Big Calyx. Yes. Um, There's a, that's Kit Rath's former tag partner. Yeah, I, I want to definitely. I never got to work with him, but just because we love Kit Rath and he's mm-hmm. on our logo, his old tag team partner, Akita Murray. Yeah. Uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania on four, uh, 474. Um, I'm trying to see, go just kind of go through it here. Shame to have that list, I guess. Uh, Janai Kai, 468. Mm-hmm. Yoya, 466. Both uh, of them uh, are in. Uh, they're in the. Might have, match I might have gotten in the ring picture. with both of those. Maybe. So we'll tune in soon. Um, Four sixty one just got through commentary for her match. Jamie Senegal, her yes. versus Johnny Moran, friend of the sanctuary. Yeah, Jamie Senegal also an NWA Empower. Uh, got to see him at Outbreak, Mister Grimm, four four fifty seven. Might take a while. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting through page. I know we didn't get worse, but I know he big friends with Kit Raff as well as Ziggy Dice. Like they're close. Yeah, we might miss some people here. Yeah, if we uh, four 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 forty four Casey Navarro. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone on that page. If I miss you, because I'm just you know going, the old I'm going saying faster. like, oh, they're so good you can listen to them read the phone book. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're such a good podcast you yeah. can listen to us read the PWI 500. <laughs> Boomer Hatfield 423. Uh, Shay McCoy is also on that list. Masha Slamovich with the with the magical 420 number. Yes. Yeah, that's nice. what everybody wants now. That's that's the new number you want to get. You used to be you wanted to be 500 because everybody remembered you. Yeah, now and it's now 420. Someone once told me if you ain't one and you ain't 500, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the people who only say that never made the list. Like, oh bullshit! You're going to be part well, of. Well, if you're one or five hundred, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I could be. I got to shoot high for five hundred. I could be five hundred one and still be happy. Uh, Willow Nightingale uh, on the list. Big fan of her. Travis Huckabee, love that dude. Four hundred five. Eel O'Neill, four hundred. Jordan Blade, three ninety eight. Yeah. Uh, All not... over the place to leapfrog people. Yeah. One, one, uh, almost every member of the goon made the list except one. Yeah, kind of bullshit to me. 
Miles Millennium should have been on here. Yeah. I love Miles. Uh, Kylie Ray, 388. So we didn't work with her, but I'm just saying that's pretty interesting that she's. I see an ROH name there, Rhett Titus, number 376. There's ROH for you. Yeah. yeah. Slapjack. I think we're getting close to where we, we're losing our names here. Um, you have a few in the upper ones. Uh, Eli- world, world famous, 360. Got C- to. CB, yeah. Uh, world famous CB. ROH, yeah. Yeah, got to. Uh, be inside the the old ROH gym and yeah. and record a leaf frog there, which is super exciting. Um, yeah, I I didn't realize how insane that was until we got in there and you started filling me in on some stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, this is this is serious. And then like in the office, you're like, you see all the tapes and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they have all the old tapes. Um, yeah, it's awesome that uh, CB has kept that building and he's keeping yeah. that tradition. And 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 the people that are coming out of that school are very very awesome and they, very they talented. They are. Um, because you did have uh, like the ROH school was there, and then also the Chikara Wrestle Factory, not there anymore. So no. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Avery be. Avery Good, or how we know him, Avery, Avery Good, professional Good. wrestler, three eleven. <laughs> yeah, you might be out till like. No, there's a there's there's uh there's a few bigger names I think for it's us. Hundred one, you want to go to? No, there's a, one more, two two or one or two more here in the two two sums that are pretty high that I'm that really really pop for me. Um, what two called Scorpio? Yeah, Matt Mikowski, two seventy nine. Mikowski, definitely. Um, I know Maxi and Paler's in there somewhere. Real, I see. I missed. I missed her. Yeah, they're in there somewhere. Or them. Sorry. Um, Sunny Kiss six two sixty one. It's coming up. It's coming up. I know it's coming up. I think it's this page. Yes, here it is. Um, Erica Lee, 245. Yeah, she got a picture, too. So did And she TV. got photoed. Um, You're and coming up on it. Matt Hardy, 238. Uh-huh. But let's let's just say here, 235. Killian McMurphy. Yes. Exciting. And uh, very interesting little play on dynamic here. The leader of the goons, Killian McMurphy. Mm-hmm. But possible also the leader, of the goons? leader of the goons, who ranked ahead of him at 231. Darius Carter. That's right. Something to look into there. Who's the actual leader? If they use this list, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That'd be a weird way to determine your leader. Who's higher <laughs> on the feet of your It is Camp Lee Frog. I don't put it past them. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much most of the list for us. I know there's when we get here. Um, Roman Reigns. Yeah, Edith, here's a really cool one. Edith Surreal, and I agree with this, had a great year. Yes, she Bet- did. Between all her matches that she did at Leaf Rug and all over the place, just she's an absolute psycho. I got to tell her that at, you know I was like talking to her out backstage. I, said, I hope not. That's not a very. I no. I said like you're so good, but you also risk a lot for yourself in your matches, and you put a lot of like effort and a lot of spots that are scary to watch as a fan. I appreciate what you do, but your matches like CC her like her CC Boost and Max when they're in the ring, mm-hmm. I'm kind of nervous because they they. They are willing to do whatever it takes to put with, a good match. Of my favorite stuff is the mat work. Like her yeah. mat work is she's so good. Like world of sport level. Mm-hmm. Who, that is a fucking great mask. Whoever that is. Um, you said we weren't going to go through the whole list, and we're going. <laughs> through the whole list. No, I'm just I'm just picking up names. I know Ace Austin's on here. Tony Deppin's on I here. Tony Deppin's 64. I think Ace is in the 90s somewhere. Yeah. Um, Preston Vance. That's another one I wanted to call out. 158 Preston Vance. But yeah, a lot of cool names. It's insane because last year we did this list, and maybe we knew three people on it. And now it's growing because the, the connections we're making and a lot of people that we uh, we we got to work with and that are doing a great job are are making the the rounds and uh, the promotion that we've helped with a lot with the pandemic has been a launching point for a lot of these names, which is super exciting for us and which makes 
you know, doing these double shots and sweating your ass off. Yeah. And, and you lugging your equipment up to different places to, <laughs> fil to film it is, it makes me feel good that knowing that the work we put in at the production team is helping yeah. them be seen so they can make lists Get, like this. Getting home from one show at one in the morning and head out to the next one at oh, 530. Yeah. And <laughs> it, that is rough. And it a lot of that is just, it's cool to see your product help get names on a list that that I, I know some people think it's bullshit, but it's exciting yeah, to see. It is bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. But it is exciting <laughs> to see people that you. It's good. It's bullshit. It's fun yeah, bullshit. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is fun bullshit. It's fun bullshit. Yeah. I, I I like it. I, you know, I'm not on the list. I'll never be on the list. But Near if, why? But if I can help film a show and your match gets you on that list, I'm excited about it. Um, Andy, what do you got to plug? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. Well, well one thing. I, I, I can think of something. Yeah, well, we, we ran too long. Uh, Saturday the 18th. If you're listening live, yeah. yeah if you're yeah. listening live, Saturday the 18th, Hamburg Fieldhouse, Outbreak Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Andy uh, Header. Oh, we no, nothing left to give. Is that the tagline? Uh, uh, we've come so far. We've come, come so far. far. We've come so far. Uh, Andy Header in the main event yes. against Ian Bush for Ian's outbreak title yes. with referee Earl Hebner. Yes, yeah, special guest referee. Yeah, that's Hebner. awesome. And Duke Drosy. Duke the dumpster Drosy will be in attendance. So I still have my good friend Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> I'm saving him for Earl Hebner. If he does the right thing in the main event, I'm going to wear a bootleg shirt. Listen, I'm uh, I'm I'm going to be in attendance, helping film and produce that show. Keep the ring bell away from me, because if Andy slaps in a submission, will, I'm ringing I, it. I will be at ringside. No submissions, I. Heard. No I submissions. will be at ringside. I'm just going to put it that out there. <laughs> we we have a we have a rigged. He's running. He's running. Do you remember? Camp. Uh, do you remember Hulk Hogan against Yokozuna, King of the Ring? Yeah, with the flaming camp. Yeah, we have a fireball camp lined up. We don't even need that. I just got to put him in submission hole. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it working. Yeah, for Hamburg Field House. There's going to be a bunch of other good matches there, so it should be a good show. Yeah, and you can and, also and it's, it's also cheap. check Andy out every Tuesday on this network on Not Cool in High School and Truth Behind Illusion. Our next episode will be this Tuesday, seven o'clock. Yes, coming up, and we're going to be talking about shadow people. Mm -hmm. Spooky. So we'll share. We shared all them links. We'll yeah, Brian. Projecthumanoid.com is where you'll find my other podcasts. Murder my dude. We just put an episode out this past weekend. About Amanda Knox. Great episode. More famous uh, cases for the last decade. Uh, this this uh, Sunday, Sunday at midnight, part two of our interview on Pedanic with the Philly captain, YouTuber the Philly captain. I He basically goes around Philly. He harasses uh, people. <laughs> he rides a scooter. He <laughs> talks about Grabs their ass. things. Uh, <laughs> he shows you how bad Kensington is. He, uh, he did a video with Mike Swanson before. Mike Swanson will be at Outbreak. Uh, he's going to be on uh, Pedantic's part two of our interview with him. Uh, stay, big wrestling fan, too. Yeah. Uh, stay, and we actually get into wrestling on this cool. episode. And a uh, pretty big announcement at the end, too. So keep an ear out for that. Mm, yeah. Coming this Sunday. That Amanda Knox thing is hilarious. Where are just like, she's seen a severed hand, blood here, yeah. blood there, a dead body hanging from the ceiling. And she <laughs> never called the cops. And then she looked in the wow. toilet, looked in the toilet and seen a shit. And she's like, wait a second. Hey, <laughs> I, could, I could look past <laughs> all this blood. Somebody pooped in the toilet and didn't plug. I mean, she didn't see a dead body and everything. But there was blood in different places. And she just chalked it up as a mistake and didn't say anything. And then <laughs> wherever you're uh, listening to this, podcast if you look up murder my dude you can find out all about yeah listen to it it's, it's pretty funny we were in the car like dying laughing yeah. i was like wait this shit is what set I, it off. I normally hate listening to myself but i was so we were all so tired just like put it on i'll be so annoyed <laughs> at myself i'll stay awake yeah um i'll get my plugs out and then we'll end with our guests here uh just definitely check out the rest of the network here we have great shows like welcome back we have shows like uh higher than other words um, Stone and Nerdy, Not Cool in High School, Bang and Beers, which will be live this Sunday. Um, 
we're going to be doing a Trogues episode, all Trogues beers. Wild thing. That's a Trogues. Yeah, Trogues. Close enough, though. Um, interviews of Everyday People is coming back. I just got to stop being lazy, but it's hard doing five shows and then being, really, yeah. being real busy on the weekends with wrestling stuff. But check out the rest of the network. Show us some love. And then you can see us very soon on the Apron Bump podcast. Kyle, take it away. Hell Tell yeah. us your plugs. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thanks. First of all, thank you guys for having me. It's great. I've always enjoyed talking about Ring of Honor. So whenever you guys do, I'm always game. Uh, yes. So we're currently scheduled for October 13th, which, which will be when the episode will drop. Uh, you guys will come on to talk about some Ring of Honor Night of the Butcher 2002. So we got uh, like CM Punk versus Cole Cabana. You got. Brian Danielson's wrestling. You got all it's a huge card. Xavier's defending his title against AJ Styles. So lots of uh, lots of craziness to get into. 2002 Ring of Honor is uh, it's something. There, yeah. there's and our, and our boy HC Loke, HC motherfucking oh. Loke in the main event. Of course, of yeah. course, Abdul the Butcher, all that stuff. So uh, apronbump.com for all my episodes. Um, Apron Bump on Twitter and Instagram, I think. Uh, but yeah, my podcast is a bunch of retro uh, pay-per-view wrestling event reviews uh, across four different decades of promotions all over the world, big and small. So uh, yeah, like I said, check me out, the Apron Bump Podcast. And uh, yeah, that's cool. all I got. Awesome. Make sure you don't tune out or don't click off right away. We want to say a proper goodbye to you, but we are going to wrap this up here. Here's some Billy Trey. We'll see you oh, guys. We should have the ROH music. The uh, <laughs> Supernaut. And we'll get sued. We'll see you guys next time. We're out of here.